0: Welcome to The Watching Dead, the officially unofficial podcast for all of The Walking Dead. I'm Jim. I'm Aaron. And today we're talking season one, episode six, titled Coming Home. Aaron, hey, this is a season finale for The Daryl Dixon Show. Uh, soon to be The Daryl Dixon and Friends Show? Uh, we'll see. Uh, what do you think of this episode?
1: I mean it's it uh it's a better than average episode of the walking dead. Uh I think this is a better than average season of the walking dead. Um it's actually so close to flirting with greatness. Um as I was watching this uh you know on and I and I was reflecting on like like we got to this scene at the end where Daryl Uno Reverse Storms Omaha Beach. Mm-hmm. And I'm like Holy shit, I can't believe they're going for this and I can't believe it's kind of sort of working like thematically and where Daryl's been on his journey. And, you know, Norman Reed is kind of selling his search for his father's tomb or grandfather's tombstone and the emotional impact of that. And then they fumbled the bag by having Laurent show up. Like, if you're going to do something that's stupid, do that at the beginning of the next season. Like, like five seconds into next season, have Laurent Daryl, Monsieur Daryl. Like, I, as soon as I heard his voice, I'm like, oh, God, is Daryl, like, hallucinating this? Because if he's seeing it, it's fucking stupid. But, like, they're, they're <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I, and, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't, I don't usually get, I haven't been frustrated with The Walking Dead since like, I don't know, mid season six. Yeah. yeah like yeah. it's, it's, it's it went from like failing to live up to my expectation, expectations to successfully living down those expectations. Mm-hmm. and I feel at the end of Daryl Dixon, I'm right at the like end of season three form where I'm just extraordinarily frustrated because this show is so close to being good. Just like genuinely good. Like I could go on Twitter and be like, holy shit guys, the walking dead is back. Oh my God. And they just, can't get there and it's disappointing because like i'm legit excited for the euro things they can do in the walking dead like my god the castles alone yeah but they're just you're not going to dedicate the talent or the budget to to make those actually be good so it's the walking dead uh that's about as good high a praise as i can (laughs) give it uh that it that it flirted with greatness on about three of these episodes how about you well the worst thing i can say is it's the walking dead i mean it falls
0: into all the same patterns of storytelling that the walking dead has become known for to its uh, disgrace you know i characters making decisions that seem completely out of line with the decisions that they have made in the past with no explanation until later if you're lucky um to cliffhanger stuff like you said with Laurent why why do we need to cliffhanger every single season like people who are in on The Walking Dead are either coming back or they're not you're not going to cliffhanger anybody into it um, I, I did not find I found the coincidence of Norman Reedus just fumble fucking his way to the beach of Normandy or whatever wherever he's supposed to be here with the tombstone of his grandfather just happening like you got an entire fucking country here and he walks up on the one tombstone where his grandfather is buried just too much too far for me I, to, to follow them down that road i have an explanation for that okay <laughs> maybe maybe you headcanoned something but i don't i don't know the episode told me why he might just walk right into his father's tomb or his grandfather's tombstone I don't know. All that stuff adds up to an episode that I found to be annoying in a lot of ways. And not in the ways of like, oh, you were so close to greatness, but like, oh, yeah, no, this is still The
1: Walking Dead. This is what they do. You don't think Lo Sang intended that to happen? Like, he told Daryl to go to this one specific location where the boat was going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, he knew Dar- like Daryl's backstory. Like, I-, I-, I feel like you're supposed to understand that this is Aslan's watch. Like, this is like, these. this is a highly uh, manipulative set of people that applies crazy emotional pressure. And I think and he arranged...
0: Has, has cataloged the entirety of the tombstones here and knows that no, his he would just grandfather that is be, on this if, beach?
1: I mean, this graveyard is built to hold the people that died on the beach of Normandy. Yeah, so but there like are many
0: graveyards good. that are that are dedicated to that. It's not
1: just uh, not one of on the beaches. Normandy. Uh-huh. like yes, there are many there are many graveyards in France hold American soldiers both in World War one and World War two um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like I don't know like I to me, it's like this was pretty clear that this was aslan's watch that it's it's a like maybe you can say it's a Thanos type of gambit that it's like a long shot but like I don't, like I said if if you're reasonably certain or you got a better I would say better than 50 50 odds that guy's grandfather died in the beaches of France he probably is buried in there and there um, wow I think it works right. especially 50 seems especially, a huge claim but and, like, and okay and if, if he I didn't don't... intend it to happen why Laurent showing up at the end because Laurent just like followed that... him. Laurent does that Laurent's you know a, you think Laurent's a precocious solo kid. uh-huh Oh, Jesus. Yeah, totally. Well, like I said, it's a mixed bag, and I I don't know. Maybe I was um, willing to go along with it, or maybe I, I also get the – I've also gotten the impression this season that I'm a little bit more into this, and I'm, like, actually being like, oh, Aslan, you know, he's got this, uh, oh, yeah. um, you know, puzzle that he was set before him to do personal development, and Losang sang did it, and here's Losang, and he's uh, – but, but I don't know. Like I said, I, I was, like – i I was genuinely emotionally gripped up at several points in this season, and I think that um graveyard sequence is one of them, and like I said, I, that's not gonna work for you at all, but it came really close to to working for me, yeah, um, I mean, I get yeah, what they're shame.
0: I get what they're going for most of the time. Um, it just seems like they also have those walking dead tendencies that ends up ruining that stuff for me. um and, and the acting is, I would say. You know, the acting has never been Walking Dead's worst aspect. I think they've Mm -hmm. found a lot of good actors. They've also found some bad actors. I don't see a lot of bad actors in this show. I, I see a lot of people who are doing their best with material that's like sometimes good, sometimes
1: pretty weak. And I don't know, man. I don't know. It adds up to a show that's like, eh. the the, that's the thing is like there's a lot of things that i think like i I think that sad Max stuff came really close to working it's just a little bit underwritten like yeah you know we needed something similar to the backstory of the one soldier who balked at shooting Frere jean because he you know he I, i i was taught by these nuns and i fear god and da 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 and like you know laurent saying that at the at the exact moment um yeah like, I, yeah, like I said, I, I think they could have gotten there with another couple of. That's what I'm saying. Like, I mm-hmm. think if they had enough time, and budget to do another pass and do another, or um, I don't, I don't know. Maybe the strike. Maybe it was the strike early enough that the writers weren't on set, so they, you know, people are like, you know, what's the motivation here? But and people didn't know. But yeah, like I said, it came really close, and I, I got excited for you know we've been so fucking neo western in the Walking Dead America. You know, version that mm-hmm. like a Walking Dead Euro with like castles and going back like, medieval technology. And one of the things I thought, like when it's like became clear that Jeanne was going to know where the nest was, I'm like, well, she's just going to come there and kick everyone's asses in. And I saw the location of the nest. I'm like, there's no fucking way she's going to come in and kick these. This this would be...
0: Although, then I see them training up people who've apparently never shot a gun uh, with the massive stash of rifles they have. And I'm like, oh no, she could come here and kick their (laughs) asses.
1: I don't know. I read up on the history of this joint. It is Uh infamous for withstand... It it was one of the few French fortifications, like, especially coastal facing English fortifications that never was captured during the Hundred Years' War. Mm -hmm. There was an instance where like I think a few dozen minute arms held off an entire army because like, what the hell are you going to do? You've got a couple yeah. hours to fucking get any kind of quantity of people or stuff to, to work on the walls. And then the tides are going to come in and you're either going to drown or retreat mm-hmm. or it's like, yeah. And I'm like, it's like, and Europe, like we don't have that shit in America. We don't have that shit in America. Europe lousy with castles, even even decrepit falling in the ruins. Castle could be such a nice keep for a warlord to hold up to. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting. I, I think that would be super cool, like a medieval style um, Renaissance type of Walking Dead. And I'm I'm so excited by those possibilities. I just know they're going to be squandered by writers. that don't have enough experience. Writers aren't paid enough. There's too few writers, There's too little time. Um, because, yeah, they're yeah. It's just a shame.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, the castle is impressive, um, and I would like to see more done
1: with it. I'm sure. And wouldn't that wouldn't that be a great story too? The Walking Dead literally returning from the dead. You know, like everyone's written <laughs> sure. it off, but they turn things around to Daryl Dixon, and then the Rick miniseries is happening. And like, what if that's fucking cool? And but yeah, yeah, that's just not going to happen. It's a it's a fantasy that I have. Yep,
0: unfortunately. Um, well, my fantasy is getting into the recap. Can we make that a reality?
1: I think that's one thing we can do, yeah.
0: All right. Uh, we start off with a, a non-sequitur uh, for the beginning of this episode of The Cold Open. It's dead soldiers on a beach. They look very World War II-y. Uh, it was pretty obvious, but like, how does that connect to the rest of the episode?
1: Uh, and then we see Daryl fighting... Oh. I actually made that connection immediately. Yeah. I didn't know why they were doing it, but I'm like, me interesting, too. you know? Okay. Uh,
0: uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm saying like from the perspective of the episode, what does gotcha. this mean? Right. Uh, Daryl fights the, the super walker. We're back to the modern, the present day, uh, right where we left off last episode. The super walker burns up his axe, so he uses the French flag to kill it. Uh, it's a modified
1: French flag. It looks modified to me. It looks like it's the French flag with whatever Genet's shitty yeah, la her What is it? Which might Who just spotted? be a fleur-de-lis. I I can't tell, but yeah. Yeah, like a bloody fleur-de-lis with like a banner running through it maybe. Yeah. Maybe that um, actually is a like a like a French flag of the military or something, but I assumed it was like be. her Yeah, la la le, 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 le movement. How are they about uh modifying
0: National flags over there. I mean, in post-apocalypse, anything goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. Don't know. I, I mean, like logistic logistical like, like, for like making a television show. I mean, obviously they're growing, cool with it.
1: Growing up, a modified American flag was like a pretty big faux pas and uh-huh. a um, cause for concern and talk and alarm. And like, it's now a cottage industry. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And then you got even get a pants one particular side of the aisle, flags. too. You you not only that, but you can get them in any col- color. You can get them with like a stars mm. modified with a marijuana leaf or a fucking A K forty seven or I guess it'd be an AR fifteen, wouldn't it? Um yeah. I just, it's 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 wild, wild as a guy who grew I was born into bicentennial, uh that that people what people do to old glory nowadays.
0: Well, I mean if you can burn a flag, you can definitely change a flag. Uh
1: let me ha- let me ask you this speaking yeah. of burning Daryl got some acid on his fingies right like, I mean he, yeah they're trying to say those fingerless gloves kept him from, from getting any acid splashed on Okay, I guess I don't know he kind of lets go of this axe pretty quick um, I thought it was. I thought it was just really I, him. Him impaling that zombie with the French flag. I thought like just planting yeah. it right in his head was super fucking cool. and in slow mo too. It was. It was, uh-huh. it was nice.
0: Yeah, as soon as he looks at it, I'm like, oh, there's his new weapon. Um, mm-hmm. Laurent knew this was gonna happen. He was very confident that Daryl was gonna win this fight. Uh, and then they bring out Quinn and they chain him and Daryl together. They turn out the lights and then they make f- them fight four super walkers. Uh, and
1: even Laurent is pl- praying now. He's worried. I thought that was actually a nicely written moment where Laurent's like beaming with confidence. Oh, Issa, don't worry. Brother Daryl's going to be fine. And <laughs> the very next scene, he's he's on his knees praying because he's like, oh, Jesus, mm-hmm. four super walkers. And he's chained <laughs> to my idiot father.
0: Yeah. Is the kid psychic or not? Come on. I guess he's not psychic. He just has faith. And his faith was tested in this scene.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I was wondering. I'm like, man, I don't know how Daryl is going to beat all of these super zombies. And I like how they had ways of, you know, it wasn't four on two. It was in it ended up being two on two because one of the zombies died from overclocking, mm-hmm. and another was so aggressive that he's even attacking his brother zombies. Um, yep. But, but yeah that was I, that was a nice surprise because like i'm getting used to i guess this is something i'm gonna have to get used to and i'm getting used to is the fact that like it seems chic nowadays in television and movies to put the heroes into absurd danger that like no one could ever overcome and then just they overcome it anyway yeah, yeah. and i think that's so fucking stupid but they're doing all, i was kind of pleasantly surprised that they made it seem like, oh, there's no fucking way they're going to be able to beat four super zombies simultaneously, and you know, it seemed they reasonable they that they it did. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Which, yeah, I mean, they do that here, and then they do it later in the episode where Daryl and company are caught by Sad Max. Uh, that has a different outcome, but we'll talk about that when we True. get there uh i was thinking you should probably kill one of these things while it's transforming like don't just stand there with your jaw with your jaw on the floor go over there and kill one before it powers up make your odds a little better but i don't know if janae's guys would have shot him if he tried or
1: yeah you know. I, I kept on thinking the same thing when like the zombie handlers came in with their their hooks and things yeah it's get like, well, why don't you just like season one daryl would have come out with that axe and season two daryl or season one Daryl Dixon Daryl is just like all right I respect you guys just doing your job.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah. See how appreciate, appreciate
1: all you blue all you blue collar zombie wranglers out there.
0: Uh-huh. Uh there's helmeted walkers or at least like walkers with metal bands on their head. I couldn't quite tell what was going on there.
1: Full metal jacketed zombie brains. I I kind of thought that was Yeah, it looked like they just welded a steel dome to their head to make mm-hmm. them Now I still think if you hit a steel plated zombie brain with like a baseball bat, the concussive force alone would kill the zombie, but apparently not. Apparently yeah. zombie brains are magical mm-hmm. things that have to be pierced. The skull has to be deformed and pierced or the brains just well you can scramble them. You can microwave them. You can burn them, you can drown yeah. them, do whatever. As long as you don't break that brain case, the zombies brains are going to be okay. Seems like it. Um, I liked the, yeah, I liked the steel plated zombie. Like I said, I, I thought this arena fight was going to be really dumb and cringy. And on one level it is, but you got to see some stuff you don't normally see. Like uh, Daryl taking off a whole Walker's leg. That was fucking cool. It Mm -hmm. looked really cool. That zombies never say die (laughs) attitude. I thought was really cool. Um, and just the novelty of having, you know, it's, it's free, simple concept evening you've seen it in what spartacus uh been her uh gladiators lashing two dudes tournament. together mm-hmm. yeah oh, two oh, that uh, guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and then that that too yeah he had his maximus moment yeah, where right. you know the crowd's supposed on his Genet, side, it's supposed to be genet's you know kickoff of the sixth republic and it's it's a daryl dixon wwe you know coronation
0: <laughs> uh huh. yeah that's his face turned uh yeah so he wins that fight uh, him and Quinn and then the the crowd is kind of is on his side now Um, and then Falou's crew who has been working their way through the crowd here springs into action Um, he throws the walker head at Janae and she sends her guys in to kill him but then Falou's crew starts doing their thing and Daryl and Quinn escape
1: I love Falou's just like Blip, you know like just and it's you know i didn't do it melted you know. the crowd yeah i it's, don't know what it, weapon he used for that i guess a handgun it must be a little submachine gun of something i've really? never wow. like, seen that thing. i mean it it, it yeah i shot like three rounds like, and uh i don't look it, it remind me of, like do you remember that fight with um and like i think it was john wick too maybe it was john wick three were common and John Wick were, like, in a subway with uh-huh. silenced weapons, just, like, sniping each other, hip-firing from underneath the jacket. Across a couple like,
0: platforms, yeah.
1: It reminded me a lot, like, how casual and, like, stealthy he was just, like, <laughs> and I'm, can't see me, <laughs> hide my hand. Yeah. That's good. I, I quite like this
0: scene uh, overall. I don't
1: know how they fucking got through that line of I, – I guess I'm surmising they paid them off because that's something that they have – Starting to, I'm starting to think that Madame Genet is not the leader that that France particularly needs or is effective at this <laughs> point because they're kind of telling me a strong woman where her base is just crumbling because, yeah. you know, it's all based on greed and graft and corruption. It's a standard, standard uh, mm-hmm. you know, feet of clay that most fascist regi- regimes have.
0: Yeah. Started to see the cracks uh, last episode, I would say and yeah this mm. episode brings it more into focus uh, but we'll see if she can hold on to power next season um, so she's pissed that Daryl lived and Falou snuck in with weapons and she tells Mad Max to find Daryl and get his revenge which I mean it wasn't that what he was already trying to do I don't know that seemed yeah, redundant she just,
1: I guess empowers him to like be the co CEO of the squad that's going to send yeah, out to get him yeah. I don't know
0: and, and use her but men to do it like that yeah, it gives him a little bit of authority
1: here. It feels like she's also seeing, like, maybe she, her inner circle's incompetent or can't be trusted, and maybe she's wanting to get some fresh blood, some true believers that, you know, uh, haven't been in the nucleus of the movement and seen how inept and corrupt it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that if she really wanted to stakes. win his
0: loyalty, she captured Daryl, let Sad Max murder him. Don't put him out in front of the yeah. zombies. I mean...
1: Uh, you know, she has conflicting goals here, I guess. Especially since from a crowd winning perspective, who the fuck is Daryl Dixon to these people? Sure. Like, oh it's our enemies, but like is he a notorious local criminal? Was he like the a leader of the union? Was he no, he's just some dumb fuck from America. Yeah, Um, word definitely
0: seems to be spreading about the Dixon. Um but you're right, like the the populace I doubt knows much about him. He's just a dude.
1: That'd be cool if, like... <laughs> I don't know, they turned Daryl Dixon into essentially Kung Fu, except for instead <laughs> okay. of Wayne Kane, wandering America, he's just wandering, just backpacking across Europe, getting mm. in random adventures, and, you know, coming up, this uh, village is being menaced by a warlord living in a castle, and Daryl's like, I gotta get back home to my people. Yeah, but we have a small child, and a potential romantic interest, mm-hmm. so you want to mm-hmm. help us, monsieur? And he's like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. I do watch a few seasons of that.
0: Definitely want to talk about what's going to happen next uh, at the end of this. I'm excited for that. Uh, So Daryl and Quinn are on the run. They're still chained together. Daryl sees that Quinn has a wound and he says, ah, don't worry. It's just a burn. I'm fine. And they continue running. No one was buying
1: it, right? A wound in The Walking Dead is always a zombie bite. They established that the acid is fatal. Was it a bite? It was a is a burn, right? Is an acid burn, or maybe it's a bite. Is that what you, is that what I
0: was supposed to understand? Is that the burn itself is something that turns that's, you?
1: That's what Issa said when she cauterized Daryl. She's like, the only way you can like if you don't cauterize the burns, I guess burn out the infection. That yes, you will eventually turn into an acid zombie or a zombie interesting so it's like when i was seeing that i'm like oh well they'll just they'll have to cauterize his trunk sure but no wasn't it apparently. like on his, on his neck near his shoulder or something it was maybe it's like closer to the heart so it's like he's gonna turn quick because it seems uh-huh. like he just ran out of gas yeah, you know? yeah. i uh, mean he he he's running like around his blood's even...
0: pumping adrenaline going right
1: yeah 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 and it is right there by the heart I don't know I don't know I don't know enough about how the the acid zombies work maybe the world beyond dealt with that but yeah I don't know
0: (laughs) never watched it Uh, so Janae puts Laurent and Issa back in a cell and once the guards leave Laurent questions whether or not God has abandoned them and Issa reveals that she pickpocketed the key to their cell just a skill she picked up along the way
1: Nothing makes a person look more strong as a leader than verbally bullying a small child, yeah, <laughs> messiah more like Lasiah from all the ls you're taking laurent Great. uh especially when the the nun just fucking yanks her keys thirty seconds later. you mm-hmm. look like, like a real idiot Janae. Jenny Jenny, what's going on? I like uh. Laran,
0: like he's attacking the guards. He's saying, like, well, you know, the the W W D D D. What would Daryl Dixon do? It's the new Jesus asking W W D D D.
1: Love it, And It probably it's probably gets you in maximum trouble at all times. Uh, yeah. Where do you think she got these keys? Because like I noticed that like the the guard threw them in and lie and it's one of those types of locks that there's not an actual physical locking mechanism on it it's the key you turn the key that locks the door when did she steal the keys i is there a second set on some other dude that she pulled off and- that's the
0: thing the only physical contact i remember happening in this scene is between
1: Laurent and the guard Not is it but she's that fucking good she's that good <laughs> of, a, of a of a pickpocket yeah transferable
0: skill i don't know uh Quinn can't continue going he's running out of steam here Daryl realizes he's got to shed this dead weight but Quinn is just thinking about how he failed this again it's a whole thing Daryl talks him into trying to do some good with his final moments by buying him some time so he agrees and Daryl chops off his hand to get him free from the shackles Uh and then Quinn the handless Quinn attacks some guards and Daryl runs the other way
1: Another, another very gladiator thing to do uh, if you're if you're shackled to a piece of person pissing their pants, just lop off their arm and run run off. I don't know if it's uh, Adam
0: Negacious himself, or if it's the way the character was written. But I never read any of this as him trying to do right by Issa. I read all of this as him I, manipulating the shit out of her to get what he wants.
1: But what does he want? I think ultimately, I, I think they told the story of a guy who is a big abusive manipulator, but like a lot of abusive manipulators, they do it because they want the people to love them and they don't think that they're probably worthy of the love themselves. I don't know who gives a shit. They're manipulative abusers, but I do think that like, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, they, they, he probably does in some level want her to be happy in whatever role he has in mind for her, you know? Sure. like, and and he doesn't know how to get there, and he's like just trying to pull these levers the, and do the things he's always done to get the power that he wants. And like, there's this kind of moment of clarity at the end where he's like, you know, I I thought it's like a second chance, I'd do everything right, and I but I fucked it up. And Daryl's reaction person. to all this is is priceless, kind of like, yeah, uh huh? Um, so I I don't know. I, I feel like that I mean, last they episode they are being
0: chased by murderous gangsters, so <laughs> this is maybe not the time for it
1: yeah but he doesn't have the time i felt like last episode they did get to somewhere where i felt like you know he i don't even say he's got the best intentions it's just more of like i he loves Issa for whatever reason um he thought mm-hmm. like he probably loved her fifteen years ago, whatever, but also his his sis, her sister was there to fuck and he couldn't keep himself from doing it. And I, I don't know.
0: Um Well, they roll back that line uh about redemption. He believes in redemption in the the previously on in this episode. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, that's what I was supposed to get from that scene? Because I was not buying that line about redemption. I, I Well, I was half buying it right? I'm probably buying it as much as he says is buying it just enough to not murder him
1: uh, I feel like it, it's it's also pretty well documented that sometimes absolute scumbags can have these like le- moments of heroics where you know uh, they, they, they at the end of their lives they can do something that is beneficial or good or save some lives or something and I don't know why I don't know why it happened maybe it's like I imagine it happens a lot of times because like, obviously there's a lot of people that do a bunch of bad shit. And at some point they have a moment of clarity and like, I'm tired of doing bad shit. I want to start doing good shit. And they stop doing the bad shit. And sometimes those, those moments just happened at the end of one's life. And there's no time to like turn it around or see if the positive change mm-hmm. stuck. Cause that's a lot of times as people resolve that and then they go back to doing their shit. Anyway, this yeah. guy, prime example, he has died, I guess before anyone, he could disappoint anyone else. So yeah. I, I didn't have a huge problem with it. No, I don't need um, Especially it's since
0: just, that's not how he's I was also reading a, it.
1: He's a cold calculating dude, and I think he's convinced he's going to die. Uh huh. So like there's no more plays left to make.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So now's <laughs> so, so when he's out of options, he
0: turns to regret.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Scumbag. And and, <laughs> and 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 maybe to say something nice to Issa so she knows. Yeah, know, he goes he goes to the grave simping. But
0: Mm-hmm. uh that's just, you know, the way he phrases it. Like, all of that stuff was him trying to do right by Issa. Okay. All right, dude. Tell yourself what you want. Uh, didn't seem like that to me. Um, yeah, so then Daryl chops off his hand. That's that's a fun scene. I always like seeing people get their hands chopped off in fiction.
1: Um. Boy, he... <laughs> He got he went on such a like it's it's um. Yeah, he gets his hand chopped off and the guards are on him and he goes screaming and dies like five seconds later. It's funny mm-hmm. that like the time he bought Daryl is probably on the span of like five seconds more than five minutes, but
0: it's just enough know. time for him to duck out into a different hallway and them not notice.
1: Yeah, and he dies off screen so he can come back as a zombie. That was a nice touch. I thought
0: mm. sure. Uh, and then Issa and Laurent sneak through the halls themselves. Daryl sneaks out to a garage where he meets Falou, Sandy, and Eric, or whatever their names are. I don't know, the two young lovers. Uh, and they all get to work trying to fix a truck.
1: I just love when people, you know, Daryl's like, oh, this truck ain't working. Can you get something? Can you do something? And for uh, Falou's like, uh, yeah, my dad has owned a garage. I'm like... That never makes sense. Like, my dad is a dental lab technician. Mm -hmm. Next time a friend of mine's like, oh, man, my kid needs some braces, but I I just don't think I can afford them, be like, hey, no problem. My dad owned and operated his own goddamn dental lab for 20 years. I got you. No, I I don't. I was playing video games like he was grinding (laughs) teeth and Uh bending wire and making hollies and dentures and braces and all that shit. Like, the idea that, like, did you work at his garage? Did -hmm. you, like a print you know did did you have a maniacal father like daryl who made you put the engines together for food like i think it's really funny
0: it doesn't always translate i do i do um occasionally hear you know the opposite story where it's like yeah my i grew up with a literally a a dentist father and i would go to his uh place of work his office and just kind of you know either tinker with the machines like oh they would have a vacuum form machine and i'd mess around with that or they'd have you know Mm -hmm. some kind of lab equipment and then i learned to use uv resin and now i'm a scale modeler and all of those Mm. tools are coming in handy and it's like okay yeah i guess so uh but but the counter example you know that's a counter example
1: and then there's also the examples like
0: you mentioned like it's not uh, even a
1: counterexample because, again, if you went to that guy for dental work, he'd be like, I can, I don't know, make a sandbag to put on sure, a Sure, yeah, tank. he's not going
0: to be able to do something like fix your teeth. <laughs> right, uh, right. He might be able to create a scale model plastic tooth for you and, I don't know, use a drill to drill your old one out and glue the old new one in <laughs> if you wanted. But it's not uh-huh. going to be dentistry. <laughs>
1: yeah it's gonna be scale modeling in your <laughs> mouth <laughs> uh yeah anyway it makes a really nice molar kit
0: oh they yeah they probably do i mean i wouldn't be surprised 163
1: are... pieces it's pretty easy build uh-huh. minimal substitutions yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so there's going to be some club members laughing that we've managed to infect a walking dead with our fucking model talk <laughs> out of nowhere. <laughs> Probably.
0: <laughs> uh, so Daryl goes back inside to find Issa and Laurent, which he immediately does. But Quinn's shambling corpse also finds them. Quinn pins Isabel against a pillar and Daryl is stuck behind a barred gate. So Laurent has to do the killing of his father. And to his credit, he does it this is how you get hard kid that you just kill
1: a lot. Yeah. I I felt the scene was pretty, it was, it was another one where it's like this surely was the first draft of what they came up with. Cause like it's an interesting situation and they've been building up to it all, all season. But I feel like a better show would have done something different than have Daryl scream to do the same thing four times in a row and then be like that God, God, God will forgive you. Mm -hmm. It's like and it's like because it put that's what he's been saying to everyone, right? Like,
0: God, he he always leans on the God thing. This is now being put to him, which I I sort of like. But yeah, I I feel you.
1: It it works. And I I think that the 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 punchline works like Daryl saying, hey, look, I I understand why you're not doing this now. God will forgive you. That's the thing that short circuited his. You know, sh- pants shitting behavior. But like, unfortunately, mm. the way they filmed it is they have this poor kid standing there frozen in fear, looking at Issa, looking at Daryl, looking at Isa, looking at Daryl, deer in the headlights, close up, look, Daryl screaming, look, close up. And it's yeah. just like, I don't know. I feel much. like a better show would have had Daryl like maybe try some like faster, more intense whispering, like, hey, you can do this, you know, hey, just, you know, just, just take this pointy and stick it right in the back of his head. He's not even facing you. And then like maybe scream. And then try the God thing. But it's just like it's it's just too much of the same thing. And it goes on too far. And it, and it makes Laurent look stupid and weak mm-hmm. instead of like a guy who just needs a capable person who just needs to be bucked up by somebody. I don't know. I,
0: yeah, I almost feel like you want you want Laurent to make this decision himself. Like you, you want a change. You want a change in Laurent, right? You especially if he's going to go after Daryl at the end of this episode it feels like yeah. you want him to almost take this axe or whatever it is from daryl as like it, he sees Isabel praying uh while she's being attacked by this thing just like he would in the situation right and realizes mm-hmm. this is the thing he has to do takes the thing from daryl and goes over and does it and boom you've got character development but like
1: Yeah, and and I realized that part of his whole deal is he was told his whole life that, like, these zombies are souls in need of redemption and, like, we're going to do the whole Herschel thing uh, and stockpile their dead ones for the the time when they can come back. And Mm -hmm. maybe he's, like, uniquely amongst the the 14, 15-year-olds of the apocalypse, um, unable to fight against zombies. And I, I get all that. I understand all that. I'm just saying, like... And that's what I would do. Honestly, if I was in that very situation, I would just be like, you little shit, fucking stick that zombie. God damn it, stick that zombie. Fuck, why aren't you sticking that zombie? You're gonna kill that. Because, like, I'm a normal human being and I lose my shit. and I'm not articulate and I just, like, you know, you're just trying to do... But, like, this is... You watch a show for entertainment. And, like, I don't, you know...
0: Uh... Yeah, I mean, it's a big moment of... of It should be a big moment of character development for him. And I feel like it's muted because it's not his choice. You know, it's not something it's more he decides a, to do. He's bullied into it.
1: It's more of a character development for Daryl, who, like, finds uh-huh. a different technique other than just shouting and <laughs> when bullying he's unable and physically to, doing it himself. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. like, what do I know about this kid? What is, like... And um, I like guess I said, a better written scene could have done more than one thing at a time. And uh, this one did more than one thing at a time. It it uh, it, it, it got Daryl to understand how to motivate someone and also made me hate Laurent a little bit. And then the end of the mm. episode, I think, cemented it. Don't most fortunate. scenes do that? Isn't that the purpose? No, like of I said, most... I've liked Laurent. <laughs> I've, I've
0: I've I think you season. might be in a minority. I think a lot of people that I've seen talking about Laurent really still hate him. I don't we hate him. Feedback about it. He makes. Kid decisions
1: a lot of the time, and yes. and extremely religious kid decisions, which are maybe doubly yes. worse. But like, that's what I'm saying. I I, and I think that's one of the reasons that I've liked him more than a lot is because I feel like I know this kid. I feel like I grew up with this kid. I, okay. I think I've been this kid. Yeah. You yeah. know. So it's like I I feel like it's like other people. It's just it's I, I don't know a compelling portrayal of a very weird person in a weird situation. Sure. Uh, so they
0: made it away from the castle apparently now they're uh, gonna say goodbye I don't know Elon saying goodbye to Sally I don't know what their names are uh, cause she's leaving with Daryl and he's staying with Falou it's uh, Sylvie
1: and Bastien <laughs> except for it's not Bastien he's something else right? that they, they curved right? me on last, last episode
0: uh, Falou wishes them luck and everyone parts ways with Daryl and crew driving off in the truck it, everybody knows who I'm talking about when I just
1: say an E and an S name right? right? yeah okay good what a what a play to be like you you romance as hot nun and when she's like you know i don't have a convent to return to i could stay here with you oh no baby but you laurent needs you at the nest no Mm -hmm. no i Mm -hmm. let's 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 not let's not sully this with uh, any kind of permanence or you living with me type of thing it's uh well played yeah well played i mean this guy
0: uh, look this is a girl That's in every the, port kind of guy is is what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, I think this guy, yeah. you know, he goes to Normandy, he goes to La Havre, mm-hmm. he goes to Paris. He knows yeah, where to find knows, what he needs.
1: He knows he's on the hot nun underground railroad pipeline from uh-huh. from the south convents <laughs> to the nest. He knows. He knows. And, and in the
0: post-apocalypse, those years don't last long. You get grizzled real quick.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah. use it while you got it, man. Yeah. That's the thing. Bastion's actually only 13. He <laughs> <laughs> looks oh, like he's 25. No. Oh, no. That, zombie, that zombie apocalypse life just grounds you da- Grinds you down.
0: Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're on the road and Sydney, I think, asked Daryl if he's ever been in love. He says nothing. Leaves us to wonder.
1: Uh, Isabel- I think it's f- hilarious because Daryl generally looked flummoxed. Like when she asked him that, he's like it I, I have no answer well, to that. Is,
0: is this the longest running and the biggest and question in the history of the walking dead like the Dude. thing that the walking dead is most concerned with overall is has daryl ever loved anyone
1: romantically in terms of continuing mysteries what happened to rick what happened to heath and what exactly is Daryl's sexuality, libido, romantic history, interest and in same? Like, yes, mm-hmm. those are some of the biggest enduring mysteries of The Walking Dead,
0: <laughs> which is pretty funny. I don't know. I kind of love it. Kind of love that they will never admit anything on that mm-hmm. front. Uh, so he Isabel, apologizes to Laurent for what he had to do to save her. And he says, well, sometimes you've got to do horrible things, but God will forgive you. And then the truck's engine sputters, so Daryl pulls over in a small town garage to check it out.
1: I thought it's funny because like I think that line he said that sometimes you have to do terrible things that you don't want to do, but God will forgive you. That's like three direct lessons that Daryl has taught him mm-hmm. in the, like the pre previous two episodes and this one. And eh, it's it's kind of nice. He's just essentially stitching it together.
0: Yeah, there are worse role models in the apocalypse than Daryl. <laughs>
1: Oh, for sure. Uh, Daryl, if nothing else, is pure of heart. I... How do you view... Because the the
0: follow-on to this, he doesn't just stop there. He says, uh, sometimes you got to do these horrible things. If there's no other choice, God will forgive you, like with my mother. The implication being that Isabel did a terrible, horrible thing because she had to with her his mother, her sister, I didn't view any of what was happening there as terrible and horrible. It was harrowing for her because her sister yeah. is dying, but her sister's fucking dying. There's there's no question uh, about honestly, it.
1: I had a similar question where it's like, what is the horrible thing that was done there?
0: But I guess there like, was no horrible thing done with LaRay either.
1: He he was it like well, the, kind of the circumstances of his birth, like it's a horrible thing, but like just in general he, the God's horrible, forgiveness yeah. part of it mm-hmm. was the non sequitur.
0: Yeah, does God need to forgive you for that?
1: For going through something terrible, like He's the one to put us in this shithole world. He could, he could, I, he I understand with re- him killing the He could have restored from a save state in the Garden of Eden if he wanted to. He's God; he can do whatever he wanted to. But he's like, sure. oh fuck, your great, 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 parents choked on some apple, and now you're fuck, kid. Like, yeah, God, if if
0: God wanted that Walker Dead, he could have smited him. You know, yeah, could have
1: dropped a piece of the castle on his
0: head. Whatever.
1: Uh are well, on that generation where it's like he dies, he can go to the 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 old man upstairs and a, and, and ask him to beg him for forgiveness. You know, it's like yeah, one of those edge edge lord. Why didn't you help but, me, God? But, huh? Yeah, it's your problem. Yeah, I've done everything right. I was supposedly the Messiah, and and Omniscient, this has
0: happened to me. Omnipotent, and you can't do anything about it, huh? Fuck this! I'm going to hell. Uh, all right, yeah, God well, <laughs> respect the lore. Uh, While they wait for Daryl to fix the car, Issa chats chats him up about his grandfather who died in France during the war. The subject turns to Quinn and Daryl mentions that he was thinking of her before he died and, you know, there's a whole thing around that. And then Isabel thanks Daryl for helping them and confesses that she lied about the picture that Laurent drew to convince him to stay and help. And Daryl takes no offense to that. Did what you had to do and hey, I'm here, right?
1: Feels like the show is pretty heavily putting his thumb on the scale of Laurence full of shit here. Cause that was one of the things that I'm like was kind of unexplainable or like, well, maybe he does have a little, of the spark of the divine in him, but like Issa just put it up, put him up. <laughs> so uh, is
0: this like the, the second stage of the Martin reveal here with the grandfather? Like if you don't connect the dots now, we're just going to have to fucking tell you.
1: It might be the third stage because like, I think Aslan was the first step. You know, with the watch uh, when he way. was talking, when he was talking about because um, like everyone's been trying to manipulate Daryl into staying like literally everyone in France is yeah. doing that too to, like to they don't have their own of,
0: fucking heroes come on man
1: it, it's it's kind of tedious the way they're doing it but like he talked to Aslan and Aslan's talking about like you know sometimes a man can leave his home to fight a war that's even he's like yeah well sometimes those men do that and then they don't go home to their families and their families go to shit I think that's part one then I guess you had the the cold open and then this is the like if you didn't get it hey this is how this all connects um and I, I thought it was mostly effective. Um because that's the thing, is like I don't think the show has a counter to what Daryl's saying here. It's like, yeah, I understand you gotta fight, but like Daryl has multiple children, mm-hmm. arguably depending on him at home.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's one everything he says is one hundred percent right about I have a home, I have people who love me. The the plan was always I never misled you at all about my intentions. Yes. And that plan still stands. I'm going home to my family. Yes, I love you guys. Yes, whatever. I need to get home. Yeah.
1: I just wish that Daryl would be like, would you? Like when, like, uh-huh. Falu and Issa and uh, Fuckface McGee Lo Sang is like, you should stay here. You should stay here. You should stay here. You should stay here. You know, you know. He'd be like, you know what? Fuck it. You should come to America with me. Uh-huh. oh you don't want to you got something here holding you back why why all these people understand you understand how bad things are like I don't know it's I, I don't know, tiresome and, and especially <laughs> how like nakedly manipulative they were being about it especially mm-hmm. Issa which oh, yeah, I get yeah. it that's in her character like she did uh-huh. that shit for kicks in the zombie apocalypse or pre apocalypse so like doing it for a good cause she probably pulls out all the, the tricks but it's still it's unpleasant to watch It's unseemly to see the heroes trying so hard to get Daryl to abandon his home and his family.
0: Is it all if if I wonder if we have any people who are from France watching this show? Because it almost seems insulting. Certainly. It it almost feels like. The, the the white savior thing in the form of like American savior, right? Oh, we need the American. The only person in France who can lead you us guys so is a fucking fucked American.
1: In WW1 and WW2 till our boys right? came over and saved your asses and from the And now here we are twice. again. We're doing the same thing post apocalypse. You need goddamn me. Goddamn Dixon got across the ocean to save you from another fascist regime. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it you're right. It seems pretty I
0: insulting never- if I were French. I'd be like, Fuck this show. We don't have our own heroes. The French have their own fucking heroes. Come on,
1: dude. America is, I feel like post-World War I, too, has been unconscionable shits to French people. And what have they ever done other than try to keep the retirement age high and their social (laughs) benefits (laughs) uh, uh, commiserate, right? Like, uh, France is literally... America's oldest and best ally has mm-hmm, had our back mm-hmm. every single time, even when it's against their, her better interests. And we repay that love and fraternity with jokes about freedom fries and rifle dropping surrender monkeys. And mm-hmm. and now this mm-hmm. Daryl Dixon, the latest outrage America's perpetrated against France. Yep. Yep.
0: <laughs> <sighs> Will there be no end to it?
1: Ah. Uh, uh. You know so, what? I'm going to make an American flag with an Eiffel Tower on it in protest. <laughs> and protest. I'm going to wear that for, as swim trunks the way that's your founding right. fathers uh-huh. intended.
0: That's what Daryl Dixon's <laughs> grandfather died for, man. Give me that freedom. Goddamn
1: straight. Goddamn God right.
0: <laughs> uh. All right. So Daryl's lying to Issa here about Quinn wanting her to know that he fought for her. She says, did he tell you to say that? And Daryl's like, Nah. History repeating itself indeed, Mr. Dixon. When are you going to stop lying, huh? Lies perpetuate more lies. Indeed. Anyway, uh, Daryl's under the truck. And Sad Max, I guess on foot? I don't know. He's silently, his guys silently sneak up, grab everyone, without them even being able to scream or shout to Daryl. Uh... And then it's the, this is the worst scene in the entire episode to me. It's, it's pretty egregious. Uh, he can't bring himself to shoot Laurent when he says God loves you. So instead, he shoots all of his men, tells Daryl he'll kill him next time, and points them north to the nest. He does steal his ass watch, though. Uh, I, this is... I hate this stuff. This is what Did I'm talking stole about. his ass watch? His ass watch, Yeah. I didn't, but yes, his Aslan. Okay, that's,
1: I was like, okay, I thought. Well, it was a Pulp Fiction
0: reference. Yeah, 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 Yeah. but
1: it's also from, it's Aslan's watch, Uh it's his watch.
0: Perfect. (laughs) Uh, I want to know what a character is thinking before they do something out of left field like this. I have to know, in this scene, why does he make this choice? You can't, you can't have him then, 20 minutes later, tell another character vaguely why he did it.
1: No, it's I hate this shit. Too, this is just it's surprise. Too
0: damn bad. This is the dumpster shit. This is the symptom yeah. of the walking dead storytelling that makes me dislike the show.
1: And the thing is, is what's unfortunate is all the pieces were there. Like you could have told the story. You could have given him the backstory, the cold open where it's like, we don't know why this boy is at a nunnery and or maybe Mm -hmm. he was his and his brothers were orphans and they were raised by nuns and they were very religious. And then they've kind of lost God and they've had a struggle of faith. And then also he's like, you know, he's from the kind of hinterlands of this empire and he's never been to Rome to see it up close. And he sees Janae and he sees kind of like how, what an empty suit she is and how she makes poor decisions and how they're corrupt and like he starts to be disillusioned and then you get to the point where this this innocent boy invokes the love of god right at the moment where he could get his revenge and everything and like it's a darth vader it's darth vader Mm -hmm. tossing the emperor down the reactor pit right sure and it was all there they just needed like five minutes of extra scenes to to bulk up sad max. And it's it's a damn shame because I think it's it's entirely believable and all the parts were there to get them there. They just didn't didn't bother to connect the dots. Yeah. Until And and also the fact that his change of heart was so total. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, like he couldn't I kill even, Daryl in front of this kid. I mean Like I don't even buy that. Yeah, like I, I didn't even. Yeah, that it was just. It's absurd. Know, it's one thing I get it. It's okay, one I thing can't to spare keep, the child. Mm-hmm. But his whole demeanor was like a man who come out. Like he might as well just joined them.
0: Yeah, like cause yeah. like because now he's got a story to explain that he can't explain and
1: like yeah. And why does he want to go back? Like, if, like, the right? change of heart should have been like, I, but it's more of like, well, I just, this was a line too far to kill this small child. I, I don't know. But based on what I saw of his brother and his gang of thugs in the south of France, it doesn't mm-hmm. seem like mm-hmm. this is, is it's just weird. It, it was just, they could have done it better and they didn't. that That's the, that yeah. should be on the Walking Dead's epitaph. Or is that it? Is that what you carve on so. a grave? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: Yeah, I mean, they they do things earlier in this season to half set this up. But like you, I didn't buy I didn't buy the total transformation. I think what you do is you spare the kid like like he did with the two idiots in what the first episode where like they found Daryl Dixon and a couple of his guys snuck up on him. Daryl murdered him and then he murders this old man and then he lets the Mm -hmm. kid go, right? Do that again. Mm -hmm. Why? Why is it a problem to do that again? Why would this man not do that? murder the man who murdered your brother
1: and then let the kid go because then it wouldn't be called Daryl Dixon anymore (laughs) Dead Dixon.
0: well this Uh, is the problem that you were talking about earlier where you put a character in insurmountable trouble uh, peril and then somehow they just get out of it because of some you know it's the deus ex machina kind of thing
1: see when he was hesitating I actually thought that Carol was going to come out (laughs) like
0: they're close okay enough. that would have been the, the bridge too far that i i would have loved it honestly because of how absurd I feel like it is th-
1: and i don't think it's that absurd because they're obviously telling the story of carol tracking daryl down and i don't think he's a hard man to track like right like if she she's already tracked she knew he's in maine he sees this guy on a bike he she's going to go to the garage find out like fact that like well daryl fucked up and they put him on the boat she's going to go across and like you know this (laughs) is going to this is all going to connect
0: look i'm the guy who doesn't like daryl stumbling on his grandfather's grave in some random beach in france carol finding a single person in the whole of france just at the moment where he needs her to save him would have been way too far for me way
1: too far I don't understand why you say that when a whole crowd of people in the capital city were chanting his name. Like Daryl is already infamous in France. It's like, yeah, yeah, and I he's on, a, France... and
0: he's on, he's on a truck out in the middle of fucking nowhere.
1: Like, it... if 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 I knew you were in France and mm-hmm. you just disappeared in France somewhere, I would have no hope to find you. But if your name was Mick Jagger and you were on a fucking world tour then yeah, I'm pretty sure I can find I feel like Daryl Dixon is on a world tour of ass kicking <sighs> and, you know, the posters are up in every city. All you know? right. We're
0: going to have to agree to disagree because, yeah, that that would have <laughs> well, blown hey, my mind. Get open. ready
1: for next season because that's exactly what's going to happen. Carol's just going to show up at the mid-season <laughs> oh, yeah. break or the season finale of one of these shows and be like, you're a hard man to find, Daryl. I'm hopeful that they will
0: do something better than that. They will connect those dots really well, but I'm not... I'm not going to live or die on it for sure. Uh, I, I had so many questions at the end of this scene. I was like, why does he do this? Is he, is he an undercover agent in Janae's operation is, is killing Daryl the only thing he has left? And he knows that if he kills him, he'll have nothing to live for. Like, is he afraid of Daryl's plot armor? Like, i really didn't know what to think here and then a couple of scenes later we're finally going to understand but boy it was a stretch I,
1: not really like I said the, the explanation yeah we is, understand part of it was super super satisfying um,
0: yeah I was thinking maybe he's he doesn't know where the nest is maybe he's pointing them uh, ahead but he doesn't know so he's gonna follow them and track them back to it and that's nope. gonna get him in good with Janae nope nope none of that uh, and then Daryl famous hater of transportation burns this Jeep they they are they are as as Sad Max describes it. They are a day's walk from the nest. How how long does it take to drive a day's walk?
1: Well, but thirty he minutes. Said something. That, so they're conspicuously driving a gendarme vehicle, which is a cop car in uh-huh. France. And Sad Max said you need to burn this because it's too easy to track. But I'm if they're at their destination
0: in thirty minutes.
1: But they Just don't know where the nest dri- is. Yes, he points them like, He says it's a day's drive north. He does, but Janae doesn't. So he's saying if you drive our fucking car to your hideout, we will be able to track that. I think it probably has got a, a transponder or something in it. Uh, so. A transponder?
0: Holy shit. I. You think they're. They're actively tracking their vehicles in don't think, the post-apocalypse? I not think how transponders...
1: Like, transponders don't work that way. It's not, I'm not saying they got, like, a GPS sure, tracker. They, they can, I'm saying they they that, like, ping there's it, some but, kind of thing that if you know it's radio frequency and you hit it, it gives, like, a ping back. from. And I think those things work for miles away, so... They have that technology? That's what I got from it. That, that, like, you're driving a police vehicle and, and it's one of our official deals and we have a way of tracking them. But I could be wrong. I, uh, I just thought he I'm meant he was. I feel like I'm sounding like a fool in this podcast, this, this stump for this fucking show. Maybe I should <laughs> no, just stop. I,
0: I mean, I, I like going pretty hard on it. So we'll probably meet in the middle somewhere and be good. But like, wow, that.
1: I didn't even think like the technology level was to transponders, but. Maybe. Well, I mean, it's not like I don't think it's like they invented transponders. I'm saying that like. These so why are not drive vehicles, it 30 so minutes had
0: that. to do, why not drive it 30 minutes, get to your destination safely and then burn it. You're right. It's fucking
1: stupid. Daryl hates to, transportation. I'm not, going to it. I'm not going to defend it. He hates
0: transportation.
1: He'd rather walk. Uh huh. He doesn't like indoor plumbing either.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, they're it's all on foot now. Um. And they're with a the woman who can barely walk, a child and a lovesick fool. And they make it to the nest. They're given a king's welcome by Losang from New Jersey. Issa's treated for her wounds, and Daryl warns that Janae will be gunning for them. Losang says, ah, we'll be prepared.
1: This castle man. I think he's I think he's right. I don't think they've, they, they could win by not firing a shot, because I don't think Janae's got... I mean, what it takes to get, get through those castle walls. Uh, I
0: wonder what their supplies are like. Do they grow all their own food in there? Everything they'd need to survive a siege? Because that's what they're vulnerable to.
1: Yes. That is very true. They would be vulnerable to a siege. Um, that's a good point. Because that's what I'm saying. Like, Man, a medieval style, a Euro Walking Dead medieval edition would be kind of cool because you could have all that kind of stuff. You could have like a long siege and mm-hmm. that'd be an interesting plot line. Um low saying i about fell out of my chair because i <laughs> this dude was one of the main cast members on this obscure 90s science fiction show that i dearly loved it was the firefly of my day space above and beyond oh, low saying huh. is joker and that must that was like 30 years ago and he's like i'm sure he's aged but like he was immediately recognizable and i'm like hmm. oh my fucking god that's Joker. Uh and I haven't seen him in like I looked at kind of his like IMDB and he hasn't been in a whole lot of stuff but it's like I, I was kind of excited it's kind of excited nice hey, I never saw that show yeah, like a Starbucks showed up in some random mm-hmm. early 2000s show from like battles and I'm not talking about the Katie Sackhoff I'm talking about the OG version yeah kind of fun uh
0: I, I, You know, we talked a little bit about the fortification quality of this castle, but man, just the shot of this castle across the the beach here is fucking amazing. I, I will never say that The Walking Dead can't do some beautiful shots, beautiful photography.
1: That's in my notes that this show has no right to be as beautiful as it is. And now clearly, I spent a lot of budget to do this location work and to do the drone shots and the helicopter shots and all that kind of stuff. But man, it mm-hmm. it paid off and I i hope this isn't just a one-time thing i hope this pays off enough that they'll like justify continuing to shoot on location because man yeah like it's like half of these episodes of season function as a travel log of sorts it just makes you want to go see france mm-hmm.
0: we're on easy street and it feels so sweet we'll be right back There's acid blood coursing through my veins. Welcome back to The Watching Dead. Uh, Issa wakes to find Daryl teaching the nesters how to use the various guns. They've never bothered to learn how to shoot. And she likes what she sees.
1: I did like, I mean, I did like that they've got, you know, I, I, I'm the, imp- I'm, I'm getting the impression that the nest is like, uh, you know, a catch all of like all the people who are being displaced by Genet's regime. And, um, but like, then they, yeah, you probably have like, um, especially, you know, if, if this is a religious organization, maybe you haven't treated everybody into the ways of war and now the Mm -hmm. invasions in a minute you got and they're out dumb firing they're not even using live ammunition they're just getting used to like handling I I, I thought it was kind of cool especially Daryl kind of leading them Mm -hmm. through the drill
0: yeah it's it's fine Uh, it does seem like most of the militant type people have gone to Janae's side
1: or you got like people like Aslan like he seemed like he was highly trained but specifically to be like a ranger
0: yeah, and you got a lot of people kind of out on the field like Falou and his crew, right? He's mm-hmm. he's just kind of out there getting shit done um, in the bigger cities. So this this might be like kind of a refuge place. Yeah. Uh, Laurent is instructed by LeSang on philosophy, and kind of ev- everyone is. There's There's just a whole... Uh, montage here about the monastic lifestyle that Daryl and company are getting used to now. They're all having dinner. Daryl tries to solve a Rubik's cube blindfolded. <laughs> Just not gonna work. Use the force. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Listening, t- teaching some deep philosophical uh, ideas here to LeBron
1: Daryl's content to listen as long as he has a cup of warm beer in his hand.
0: Yeah, it's a a thing monasteries are good for, beer. Then Daryl sees Issa cleaning her wound and helps her out. They chat about the nest. Both seem to like it here, maybe Issa more than Daryl, and she asks him to stay without really asking. This feels like home. Yeah, yeah, we know what you're doing here, lady.
1: Yeah, I think I got a. I think I got an answer for Daryl's sexuality. Uh, he has none because I'm not super familiar with French cuisine, but I understand that when the chef sends you uh, the shoulder out like this, it comes with a side order of uh, la pousse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and Daryl sent that order right back to the chef and said, "No, I'm not interested." Yeah. Yeah. yeah like the shoulder of Fleur de Lacour, And he's like, nah, nah, I'm, I'm all good. I'm all good on that, actually. <laughs> yeah. But still the it, gay possibility, though. Because, like, there was sure. some, there was some mm-hmm. sparks between him and Aaron after he lost his husband. Mm-hmm. But, like, I just don't think he... I don't think he likes the double the X chromosomes, man. I think it's... It's, it's, it's tough because, uh, like, the stuff gross. they did
0: with Connie comes, comes close to that,
1: right? Like... But was that a romantic thing? Or they both kind of, like, ate... Or, or like, maybe he's like, it like, borders a, on like a, it, for sure. So like, like there's whole layers to the asexual thing. I've come to understand, like you've got sure. like asexual, aromantic, you've got romantic asexuals where it's like, they like cuddling and they like the expressions of love and like the more courtly kind of Romeo and Juliet pining, but the sex is kind of gross. Maybe Daryl's one of those where it's like, and maybe Connie is and they're simpatico like, you know, they just want to hold hands and watch golden girls on the couch together mm-hmm. but fucking not so much and he's also just highly selective he's extremely yeah. picky the other thing though is like when i rewatch this up because the first time i'm like jesus christ this lady is rolling out the red carpet and daryl mm-hmm. is just you know mr magoo missing it and on second approach i think that daryl was a little off-put because I think he suspects that there's not so much physical attraction, just as this is yet another attempt to lock him down. Yeah,
0: yeah. This is, And it's going to be think, revealed for what it is, I think, here in a couple scenes. Yeah, she so she nakedly
1: like, comes... Well, blatantly, not nakedly. She's doing it nakedly here, but blatantly later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's being coy and seductive here. But like I, I think he smoked it out. It's like, well, is this because you like me or is this because you want me to stay because I'm important to your Messiah figure.
0: because yeah, I'm your American hero. The You're real Messiah, American hero.
1: Yeah. Who's
0: going to save France from itself again? Uh, <laughs> so, Lysang and Daryl talk about Laurent. He's, he's grateful to Daryl for getting him here and decides to hold up his end of the bargain by connecting him with a boat to England, then as far as Newfoundland, New Finland, whatever they call it, Uh, He'll have to set out at dawn to meet it, though. And Losang invites him to stay, of course. Uh, He's getting the pressure from everywhere, claiming that they need him. I I don't know. Losang's an American. You fucking save France. (laughs) Yeah. You're just as (laughs) capable as I am, buddy.
1: You've been here 30 years, but you're still... You know these people. I got in my note that these people are fucking relentless, and yes, they just they are. are. This is just scene after scene of Daryl being manipulated and gaslit to abandon his family in favor of the new family. Like, holy shit! It's I don't. I wonder if they're. Sh- wonder if the showrunners realize kind of how putting. I, again, as a guy who I think this season worked on more than it didn't, I really found this last episode almost to the extent that like, am I supposed to understand that both of these sides are like evil, that there needs to be some kind of balance between the hippy dippy religious bullshit where people are just like manipulating and like no one's do like and and, like the honest fascists are just in it for themselves. And I, I don't know, because like I got a bad vibe from the nest and I don't think I was supposed to.
0: Yeah, I wasn't getting bad vibes. You know what it is? It's like the rule of threes, right? You should have somebody kind of imply that Daryl should stay. You should have somebody, Mm. you know, make the case for Daryl to stay and then plead with him to stay. And then the third time that Daryl says, fuck no, I'm going home, that would be the end of it, right? This has done it in rules of eights or 22s. And it's fucking, oh, I'm over it. I'm over it daryl has answered this question 19 times from 12 different characters he's going home
1: but of course the end of this episode he's not going to it works on him yeah right like it it actually it actually breaks him at the end like (sighs) yeah negan and easy street couldn't but fucking (laughs) Issa and laura did literal torture
0: couldn't break daryl but
1: Aw, why don't you stay? Don't you love us? Why don't you stay? You don't love us. You don't love You don't, even you like don't love us. that
0: Judith person you were talking about, or that RJ person, or that Connie per, or that Carol person. You don't love them. You love this kid you met a week ago.
1: They sound like dicks. Well, how would you? And Daryl's like turns it around. Well, how would you know? Like you know, they're like they're like they give they're they're there's no longer doing the soft sell like yeah they're trying yeah but it's like they're trying to sell this place like a timeshare and it's just relentless i uh, i found it unpleasant
0: yep i'm with you
1: because it's not like a, like it's like sometimes people like give platitudes or sometimes people are saying like well they you know it's like someone trying to tear down a piece of cake no nah, really i insist you should because you, you, i know you really want the cake so eat the cake but the, yeah, like, no, Daryl's like, he's not giving bullshit reasons. He's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I'm on a diet. I really shouldn't. Oh, oh, oh. But he's like, yeah, I have a family. I have a community and I, it's not and I'm just not some Joe Schmo in that community. I'm like the low sang hello, uh, yeah. Isa of my fucking community. So like mm-hmm. we got shit going on, too, man. Like, we're not so highfalutin that we call our children messiahs. But, you know, they yeah. are our future. Uh-huh. And they probably should live to get there. I it just oh, I found it very off-putting.
0: Yeah. It's really. Probably double really so because of
1: the religious angle too. Because, you know, I don't. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't. I don't truck with that much. But uh, I, I found it very grating.
0: Uh, so let's go back over to Janae HQ where Sad Max explains to her how he lost all uh, the men. All her men claiming Daryl killed them all. She wonders, well, then how'd you escape without harm? He says he chased after the boy when it happened and just they kind of... he was off somewhere else. (laughs) She tells him about her time working in a museum and learning to read people's eyes via the paintings and then she asks if he killed her guys and he admits that he couldn't kill the boy. She admonishes him for being weak and then asks where the nest is. He refuses to answer, so she has him forcibly taken away.
1: And I'm going to torture this poor guy. Yeah. Um... I mentioned that you would be a fool if I came up to you and said, hey, let me do your dentures because my dad worked in a dental lab. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Equally ridiculous as someone said, I work night security museum. (laughs) I looked at a lot of paintings. (laughs) I can sniff out a lie like nobody. But what if
0: it was the Louvre? What if it was the Mona Lisa she's looking at? Those eyes, man.
1: I feel like this show is showing me that she is a, a weak, ineffectual leader. <laughs> You're right. Not, I like It that's depends on how much you the buy the eye telling. reading stuff. But yeah, no sale, no buying at all. There is yeah. no trade on that market. That market <laughs> is flat. <laughs> the, F- the, uh, uh, what did the FTC shut it down? Uh, yeah, it's a penny stock and free fall. Don't know. No, there's no action there. It, it's I,
0: telling me that she, she there's inc- incompetency within her entire structure here. Like her yes. scientist, when he's shooting darts and, and zombies heads are exploding. Cause he doesn't quite have the formula. Right. And she's like, is that it? That's the best you got. One of these things. And one that's head explodes. Yeah well, he hasn't done his job as best as possible, and here we've got Sad Max choosing peace over her uh, objectives. Yeah, it feels like she's... I mean, the only way to describe that is an ineffective leader. She has not inspired people to follow her above all their other concerns.
1: And it's... Yeah, I... I feel like I, I, but I don't know what the show is intending because, like, it's it's actually realistic. I think it's it's uh it's a it's a point of historical fact that like fascist authoritarian regimes um, are just never going to be effectual, especially on the world stage. Like, maybe you can keep a country beshitted if you have like you know powerful other countries that are ideologically aligned with you that can kind of prop you up. But like once you go take that shit global, the rest of the world that's non-fascist are just going to be able to beat you because you're going to be hobbled by the fact that like your best and brightest are not going to be the ones working for you. Uh, you're going to take whoever is politically aligned, regardless of how batshit crazy they are. And I think they're telling the story mm-hmm. of this weak, ineffectual woman who failed her way through the top, um, probably has massive insecurity, putting all of her faith into an equally incompetent mad scientist that for, for some, I don't even know what the fuck the in game on the super zombies are. Uh, they're gonna unleash super zombies, probably at the. Actually, that's not kind of fucking badass. Uh, super at zombie siege mm-hmm. uh, for next season, um, but like, yeah, like I and and but but it, it 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 makes me not take them seriously. So it's like they might be telling that story because like mm-hmm. it's historically accurate and it's like that's yeah, the way fascist kind of things go. Um, but like, I, I feel like they're just telling the story of what they think is like a really competent. But like was you know like a soccer mom type who's now leading of fucking fourth Reich in France kind of deal. Uh, I don't know. It's just not working for me.
0: <laughs> All right, I'm I'm gonna risk a comparison to The Last of Us. Okay. <laughs> and I know how oh, fraught that is here. Oh yes. Uh, with um, she, what's her name?
1: Lysinky, Le-Sink- Le-Sink- Lysinky, uh,
0: Linsky. Yeah, Melanie Linsky. Linsky yeah. her character over in The Last of Us.
1: Holy shit! A
0: a version of this that I actually think is more competent.
1: It certainly makes a lot more sense. It makes a hell of a lot more sense in that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I I gotta say that like um maybe the scales have fallen out of my eyes somewhat, but uh, yeah, making the Melanie to Janae connection, they did <laughs> they did ape a lot of them. the only thing they didn't ape is <laughs> oh, have. No. The, the the They're inviting so much really email,
0: ate. so much email. We're not doing a, well, that's, a final. episode. That's, that's why uh, we recap, do it at the end right? of
1: season. And we, I will t- am yeah, having a press release. <laughs> I'm having a press conference. And I will not be taking questions afterwards okay, cool. Um <laughs> I'll I'll answer all questions. I'll, I'll save that for the uh the Rick and Michonne adventure that we're going to get in February it turns out. Apparently, yeah. Uh yeah, but no, it's like, I think the only thing, the only tick off the checkbox, that, uh, the, the last was checkbox they didn't do is have Laurent actually have to be competent enough to save yeah. himself and Daryl in a situation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I think so. Yeah, if, if Janae was a cannibal in the cabin, <laughs> they they really could have gotten, them, gotten the, the whole thing done. But the thing mm-hmm. is, Laurent wouldn't have been believable in the Ellie role, which is why I fundamentally don't think... Those comparisons are anything beyond surface level, because like the walk, the Walking Dead can never get this plot line really going, let alone soaring. And The Last of Us obviously did, but
0: well, we still have yeah, time. I see it. As as long as Carol has not, as long as Terminator Carol has not entered the picture, there's still yeah. cause for Laurent to have to save Daryl at some point. But once Carol's Ooh. there. Yeah, there is no force that could prevent Carol from saving everyone. So,
1: right. Like I would not buy that Laurent could save Carol and Daryl from something that's imperiled them both. There's no No, way not happening.
0: (laughs) Right. Uh, Let's go back to the nest where Daryl packs up to leave without saying goodbye to anyone. Issa catches him and tells him that he's leaving because he's scared of caring about Laurent. She's disappointed and wishes him luck on his journey, uh, I like this scene quite a bit actually I think Daryl is straight shooting here in a way that few shows have the balls to do he's just telling her exactly what has happened and exactly where he's been as far as his stance on going home the entire time and he's 100% right and he's playing completely fair and Issa is playing completely selfishly and and uh with her cards against her chest here because like you're abandoning Laurent like your father did. Fuck you. Fuck you, lady. That's not what this is at all. If you if I stayed, I would be abandoning two other children over here and an entire community of people that I love. And this has always been my story. I told you from the jump, from the moment we met. First thing I said to you was
1: I'm going home. Yeah, I They they call this a nonviolent communication leveling which is like the way adults should always be talking to each other, where you just lay what you want out, what you're trying to get out, what you're willing to offer and what you're willing to, and, and you just, you just, you just level with the person. Mm-hmm. And Daryl is in that constant frame of leveling as an adult. And Issa is in his constant frame of manipulating and, oh trying to twist him up and even at the end where she's like well i'm glad to have known you and she leaves frostily that's another that that bullshit is a manipulation tactic too yeah
0: she's trying to um, guilt him into this and it, and my god her accusing him of not admitting why he's really staying well then dude. why don't you fuck why fucking admit why you actually want him to stay and it's not for Laurent. Right. no one's buying that shit you with your shoulder out oh ho, ho, Monsieur, because no, you helped me I, dress I, I my wounds am,
1: I'm more buying that it is for Laurent than it is because I don't think that she's actually attracted to. I think she feels really? about Daryl the way Linda Hamilton felt about the Terminator and Terminator Two. Really, like she sees the obvious father figure connection.
0: I mean, that's definitely um, there for sure. I, and, I swear, there's something sexual from her into this too, but maybe not. I, mean, I don't maybe, know. She's a fucking uh, nun. Who knows?
1: um i mean like i said it maybe she's wrong. attracted to daryl's in- in- inherent goodness but um i never got a lot of chemistry from these two um no chemistry like, know, some like, a, like in a mom dad kind of chemistry oh okay yeah. yeah no you're you're not but like the thing is like daryl always kind of played those scenes like he was intentionally yeah. keeping her at arm's length because he's like he said same story like i've been trying to mm-hmm. get the hell out of here i've been not trying to get too close <laughs> to you people right Um, And now I've
0: completed, I fulfilled my promise, my obligation to you. Now I need to fulfill my obligation to the other people I love.
1: Yeah, he's being so, he's being so honest, so, so forthright with her. And when she threw that, abandon you like your father, that he had just opened up to her in this very episode, like, oh my God, lady, you're going down and through the sub basement for shit (laughs) to throw at this poor guy.
0: No, Laurent is not the character I hate in this show. It's Issa she's so
1: manipulative like, that's the thing i really i got through this whole season really liking is- isabel and laurent and this one episode kind of has got me <laughs> making the stink face about it like i've smelled a stale fart mm. what is what is that smell you know it's not outright hostility yet yeah yeah but you know but this is
0: pretty fucking low i yeah that yeah. line especially god
1: but what I mean that's the thing about the uh, people with religious mo- cuz I also think it's a big religious motivation like her entire post-apocalyptic life is hinging on the belief that Laurent is special that it means something mm-hmm. and then you add a layer of god to that and she would do anything to keep that going. Yeah. No, I I
0: understand there's desperation there from her but like if this is how she treats an adult like imagine so she's using shit that Daryl has opened up to her with and told her about his father right he's he's come out of his shell a little bit and given her that information and she just immediately throws that back in his face and uses it to hurt him and manipulate him how has she been raising this child like no wonder LeBron's such a fucking mess yeah
1: like she mm, says she's I mean, coddled I'm-
0: him I don't think it's coddling I think it's manipulation and then
1: yeah and bad parent just horrible parenting it is yeah it's not the kind of parenting style I would have taken that's for sure (laughs) god but I'm not trying to raise a messiah either true this is how you raise a messiah maybe Uh, I think uh, a a character I also hate from foundation this season had a particular thing that about like turning children into gods and how it's not not necessarily the way to go and I I agree Mm -hmm. with that (laughs) Hey, don't shamble away. We'll be right back. The, world is but a treat when you're the Hungry Ones the Will street. Feast. We're back The, the Watching Dead.
0: Treat when you're on easy street. So before he leaves, Daryl pays Laurent a visit. And Laurent's asleep. So he places the Rubik's Cube on his bed and leaves. Uh, he doesn't just leave the bedroom... He doesn't even just leave the whole castle. He leaves the area. And then I think the country because he comes up on an American flag. Uh, no, he's definitely still in France here, but he finds this graveyard uh, in the middle of nowhere. That is a French graveyard for American soldiers killed in World War II. But it's not just any French graveyard for American soldiers. It's the French graveyard where his grandfather is buried and he searches around and finds his tombstone.
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting. I I knew about this cemetery. Um, you've seen it before in fiction. It's the uh, framing device for Saving Private Ryan.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, there, there are they, I, this yeah.
1: this is not the real graveyard because like the real graveyard is like ridiculously beautiful and manicured, yeah. like a golf course, and even in the zombie apocalypse would not look this be 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 benighted, right? Lighted. Um, and are uh, and, and, yeah, like, and they're also not going to give them and... permission to like fucking post apocalypsify these this no. hollowed ground. <laughs> of uh, course uh, not. For, for both France and America. So they're they're doing, but but I think it's cool. And, I, and the real cemetery does directly connect to the beaches, and they do have those German fortifications, and I think that's like a really cool. And I thought the idea, and again, I thought this whole thing, like, there's also this whole talk, especially on second watch of this show, where Lo sang is out like there's like a sparkle in his eye when he's talking about yeah the boat can only go to this particular beach at this particular time and i think he was setting up daryl to have this and, and so, like i guess so is I don't this know, another my this by issa
0: because because losang doesn't know anything about daryl dixon's grandfather he doesn't know anything about his personal history Issa goes to him behind the scenes here and tells him, hey, you can maybe manipulate this guy by sending him to the beach where his grandfather's tombstone might be.
1: Yeah, I'd buy that. You wouldn't?
0: I would like to see that if that's the case.
1: Yeah. They if a that's the story things, you're like, trying to tell, tell it. I felt like the Laurent, they could have maybe set that up with him like one eye opening or his eyes open after Daryl leaves the room because they didn't give us any consideration that... You know, especially no, They want to
0: preserve the surprise above all. That's all this show cares about. I want to talk
1: about. I, want, I want. I want to wait to get there so I talk about it. But, uh, yeah. but okay, going back to this on first and second watch, I actually found this really moving. Even if it is a coincidence or if it's uh, it's a it's a gambit by. Losang, uh, the idea that like Daryl would stumble across this this uh, Normandy cemetery, and and again, I don't understand. I, I it's my understanding that most of the nearly ten thousand dead servicemen here are from the Omaha Beach invasion, mm-hmm. so it would make a lot of sense. And Daryl sees this and recognizes its significance, which why wouldn't he? Um, you know, he might be like, God, I, don't, I wish the old man was Jewish because it'd be a lot easier to find the stars amongst the, the crosses on <laughs> this cemetery. But uh-huh. but like the fact that like Daryl, he's right there where he needs to be. Why wouldn't he take the rest of the day to try to find his old man's dad's tombstone? And the fact that he did find it, he found that moment and he had that moment. And I thought Norman Reedus, like he's done so many times a season, sold this kind of semi-ridiculous idea. And... Yeah, have we actually got to the storming of the beach? Uh, not yet, no. Okay.
0: Uh, I was just uh, yeah, I, I said, I,
1: uh, I don't, I, this again, the show, absolutely gorgeous. The Every bit of the cinematography that happens between him leaving the nest and going to Normandy is stunning. Like there's a sun, sunrise sequence where he's walking over this fr- uh, f- uh, f- uh, fog shrouded, mist shrouded meadow. Uh, there's him walking on this like craggy kind of like coastline. It's just just amazing, amazing visuals. In in this mediocre show, it's insane. Agreed. Yeah,
0: no, it's, it looks beautiful. Uh, Daryl Dixon, an anomaly amongst his family. I mean, you had his grandfather who seemed to kind of, you know, Dixon, Daryl frames it as like, Oh, my grandfather left his pregnant wife and went off and died in some foreign country. He seems a little bitter drafted, about it, but like, right? Well, no, he he specifically says he left. Like, I I don't know. I think he said he joined up or something. Um, uh, and Daryl frames it one way, but like the other way you can look at it is he was trying to save the entire fucking world. <laughs> like, it's yeah. a noble cause. Uh, and then you got his father. A lot of people who, who
1: volunteered for that war. Yeah, like because it was. Um, if you got a. You got, you got to draw a, a line around some kind of righteous war or battle. Like it's hard to say no to world war two being on the allied side.
0: But, but then you got, you got his father who was a real piece of shit. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know how much of that to attribute it to him being fatherless. Uh, cause that's the effect that this has here, right? His grandfather dying. His father grew up Darryl without a father. A quite
1: a bit of credit on that. Yeah.
0: But Daryl grew up without a real father. I mean, not without a father. Maybe it's the counter example where it's like a, a counter role model can turn you into someone better. Mm. But then you look at Merle and you say, well, it didn't work on the whole family because cool. uh, he was a real piece of shit, too. So I I'm trying to wonder, I'm trying to figure out what they're doing with the fatherless boy thing, because obviously this connects back to Laurent.
1: The thing is, is like does the show realize it also equally connects back to Rick's kids like they are literally <laughs> I'm not sure orphan. if it does yeah. they don't have a they don't have a mother or a father yeah. and like Daryl was their are, su- was their surrogate the father or whatever is, yeah. yes adopted at least uncle godfather type thing to them mm-hmm. and yeah everything you can say about Laurent applies 10 times I think to RJ and and Judith um, yeah so yeah, I don't know. It's uh, again, I, I think they, they had so many things that almost worked in this episode. I just kept on. And even like I said, so they do like, they do the little stuff like they got this YouTube record or this YouTube record uh, needle drop that I thought was really brilliant. And I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But down to the fact that the Normandy c- uh, cemetery, cemetery, it was like, I guess, essentially established the day of the invasion. Like there was a staff sergeant that had thousands huh. of bodies he had to bury. He's, he's like, I'm taking this patch of France and I'm getting to work. And its original name before it became the Normandy American Cemetery and, and the memorial was the Cemetery of St. Laurent. Oh, boy. <laughs> And it's like if this show uh-huh. was the fucking prestige show that it wants to be, wouldn't you get? If if I did that research, I'd be like, "Fucking bravo! Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's the cherry on top of a delicious Sunday. But The Walking Dead does this; they just sprinkle these cherries on yeah. dog shit. And it's like <laughs> we well, don't get credit for putting cherry on dog shit. Yeah, sure, like it tastes came. better, but it's still not good. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess if I had to eat dog shit, uh-huh. I'd like a maraschino cherry on top. Yeah. But I'd rather not have to eat the dog shit. So, And, and I just, like I can see,
0: like, let's say, okay, maybe he didn't know that, maybe Lessang didn't know that his actual grandfather would be in this cemetery. Because how could he? But he would know what it might represent, right? Where Americans came over and liberated France, freed the French people. And he's hoping that this will inspire Daryl to return and do the same uh, with his people. But that still that still doesn't feel right to me. It, it's like I, I don't know that not all of those dots are connecting to me. There's still no, something yeah, weird about it, I mean, and, and the fact that they literally put his grandfather. I, I I almost wish they had left that out because then their message would be stronger.
1: Yeah, be more know. focused because like now I'm, it's I'm a, a little... it's
0: personal in a way that is is kind of a little a little too much for me
1: and like i said i've been i've been more open to the things i've been trying to do this season for whatever reason and even i like the best i can say is this can't like this these are really good ideas that with the right execution would have worked and they just didn't put the execution into it probably because they're not capable of it and then not there's the whole they,
0: offensively like uh americentric view of it right <laughs> where you're like oh yeah france needs an american hero to save them it's yeah it's undermined that's an interesting
1: subtext that i wonder if they even recognized is like
0: that's what i mean yeah with the storytelling of the walking dead but also like i don't know
1: like i get it where it's a problem to especially in a a, a very freshly post-colonial asterisk mark not actually post-colonial world to like be sensitive about that but like honestly and i kind of said this at the beginning of the stage like if you're in nato we're your open game for any kind of like storytelling device. You can be the worst, like if like a Frenchman, German, Swede, you can be the worst kind of stereotype. You can be the worst kind of hero. You can be the worst kind of, you can be anything like, I I don't think we have to give you special, like cultural consideration anyway, because like you're in our fucking gang, man, you know? (laughs) Okay. Like as like, as a very like you, it's like, you got to tread carefully when you're talking about like African countries and cultures and Eastern cultures and, 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 and things and 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 uh, you know Native uh, American cultures and things, but like fucking NATO allies, nah, man. There's no, there's nothing sacred between us. <laughs> I don't think so, anyway. All right. Make fun of our accents, our food, our mm-hmm. our, our our culture, and you know, uh, shit. If you if you don't like it, uh, I, I don't know
0: yeah the problem being i'm sure they didn't take it out consider. take it out on
1: this the next atlantic war games i guess kick, kick our asses sure. on, on the atlantic battlefield and in, in, in our in our next war game
0: mm-hmm. all right so yeah daryl has this moment uh where he he just kind of ponders what it means to be a dixon i guess uh, and what it means to be him specifically in this moment this choice he's got to make and he sees the boat out on the coast he flags it down um some walkers try to eat him, but he fights them all off as he makes his way to the beach, and then the big reveal of the episode: Laurent shows up. He reveals that he's been following him this entire time, and he is he has to choose between the boat or watching Laurent get his ass eaten off by walkers. End of the season.
1: And like I said, even to this point, where the thing the execution has been strong. Like, as soon as I saw that, oh, my God, they're going to have Daryl reverse storm Normandy (laughs) through a bunch of fucking zombies, dodging them through the pillboxes, macing his way to the beach Uh and the exact the the return home, the exact opposite. I was like, God damn, this is kind of cool. And then Laurent shows up. like, God, why the, if the last ep, if it, honestly, if the last image of him was standing on the beach with the bloody mace with that boat coming in, and that's uh-huh. the last thing we saw, I would have probably been saying that this is an episode. This was a great episode of the walking dead and a really good season of the walking dead. Because like, to me, then, then you, again, you could have Laurent show up literally five seconds in the next season, but like, it just, Oh man, it really, it really, um, it really bummed me out that, that that Laurent showed up at the end. Because here's the thing: um, I, since I was kind of going down the theory that this is a Losang gambit, it made sense that they would show to try to, you know, make one last attempt to to seduce Daryl to this French side. But if you don't buy that, this is just ridiculous. Like you, so Laurent did a two day march through the French countryside shadowing Daryl Dixon, arch bushmaster Hunter mm-hmm. without Daryl being aware of it. Fucking Issa can't follow him for five minutes without him smoking her out. Like, I don't think, yeah. I don't think Laurent's capable of the voyage. I certainly don't think Laurent is capable of doing the voyage undetected. And I also think that Laurent's going to die. I don't think Daryl can get up that beach like <laughs> those can't. zombies are like five foot from him. There's like they yeah. did this crane shot showing me convincing me utterly that well, Lord's going to pull the like zombie yep, magic yep, thing, yep, which w- wasn't even yep. real, by the way. That was a dream or he's gonna it. Well, but
0: tonight. it's a it's a it's a prophetic dream is what it is, right? Like, that's mm. why they showed that before. It has to be.
1: What if this is literally Daryl dreaming again? Like you're going to like because this is all early morning. He left it on. <laughs> Oh, God. like you're gonna to get to the next season and it's just like, like... He, he wakes up in the nest and it's the day he's supposed to leave he's like you know what i've had a change of heart oh okay could be could be yeah i just I doubt it also you have convinced me that the flail is a problem <laughs> it looks so silly right And it's the same thing over. But Uh I kind of think that that like Norman Reedus is like, guys, I'm like in my 50s. My shoulder is fucked. I can't like if you won't let me use the crossbow, then I can't just be dual wielding knives and axes like I used to. Give me something where I can just kind of swing the problem can, is he swings it C- all the you time you can cg you can yeah that, but and as, as like no I one said, told like, him yeah. like
0: you don't have to really build momentum with that thing you can no, just
1: you get you it, get
0: momentum with one swing you know? yeah you don't have to be spinning it like an idiot the whole time it, it's an inherently awkward weapon too like no doubt effective you get a lot of uh momentum with, behind that weight but like it, it's awkward you can accidentally hit yourself with it you can hit your arm with it it's
1: yeah. It's not no, the best like, weapons. And it looks well, real dumb when you're
0: constantly twirling
1: it. I've alluded to the fact that I watch these sword guys, these guys that like are in the medieval reenactment and swordsmanship and stuff like that, and they've many times talked about how like the flail is not a great weapon. It's not a great like, you know, 1v1 duel. It is it was designed, it had a role in the battlefield to like get around shields. Like a sure. knight had a big shield, you hit that, it hits and it breaks their arm anyway or it hits their yep. head. But like other than f- that, that limited case use, it's it was a specialty weapon, it was a specialty weapon to defeat like an anti tank round of the day. It's like mm-hmm. that's great for a tank, but you can't really shoot down an aircraft, you can't use it on infantry very well, it's not effective. Mm-hmm. And and the, the, the other thing is like also when you're using it, you, it just doesn't have the versatility of like a pole arm or a sword. You can't block with it. You just really can. You have diagonal up and down strokes is essentially and everything they said. I kept on as I was like, oh, my God, it's the same fucking move over and over and over again yeah. because you can't do anything else with it.
0: Right. Right.
1: You know? Yeah. And it's I yeah, imagine it's, it's a effective problem. for
0: cracking zombie skulls but yeah it's just it's, it's just not
1: fun to watch Daryl kill zombie after zombie with the same fucking move um, well Daryl is that ball right
0: ball. like the, the defining characteristic of Daryl is that he is a niche kind of guy he uses a crossbow who uses a crossbow they're cumbersome to reload takes forever whereas with a regular bow you get 90% of what you get from a crossbow and you can reload it almost instantaneously uh,
1: who, true. Who, but you don't have it ready to go all the time like you can with a crossbow
0: uh, true yeah it does take a second to to Knock load arrow, in, in, at the beginning
1: uh, especially if you're caught like totally by surprise you know
0: I would never feel comfortable with a cocked crossbow on my person
1: yeah but if you're going into a building you've got you can that storm to go where yeah. like try to hold back a 50 pound yeah, yeah. bow for <laughs> no. 10 seconds you need to acquire entire a target entire time it before takes to you a, a building for example yeah,
0: yeah totally uh, and then you know he uses the motorcycle, which I would argue is very effective. I think a motorcycle yeah. is probably the a vehicle if you want one in the apocalypse. Um, oh yeah, but it's also niche. There's not a lot of people out there riding bikes. A lot more cars.
1: And I also like they introduce his sweet ass knife for one episode that I guess the boys in Maine took from him. But like, God damn, that thing is. I, I kind of want to see him using what's essentially like uh i don't know like uh like a, a roman centurion sword that's like it's huge it's like 18 inches long like I kind of was yeah. hoping to see him use that but we got him using his shitty trench knife world war one trench knife and and the flail that he got from a castle uh a nun castle. his
0: brass knuckle knife is that the one you're talking about the trench yeah. knife okay mm-hmm. yeah uh i don't know about this flail i think he needs to drop that thing drop the morning star yeah.
1: But I do wonder if it's like it's like it's it's easy for Norman Reedus because also I I believed that the chain and the ball is not real. I think it's oh yeah like CG. So it's like the the, chore, the choreographing <laughs> of that is so much easier. CG. Know? Why
0: wouldn't they just make it like rubber or something?
1: You have to spend all it, that uh, money
0: CGing a flail,
1: and you, you can... might be right. I just assume that that's why he's always spinning it because it's you know a lot easier to to model that way, and then you don't yeah, have to worry yeah. about accidentally hitting a stunt person. <laughs> You know,
0: I just think the directors tell him, spin it more. It looks cool. I disagree. Faster, more intense at cool.
1: the spinning. Yeah. Um, I thought the needle drop of U2's uh, seconds, uh-huh. you know, is interesting because the backstory on that is that's U2's first song that Bono wasn't the lead singer on. The Edge <sighs> sings the first two um. verses. And it's like this is Daryl Dixon's coming out behind Rick's shadow. He's fronting <laughs> okay. the show, mm-hmm. and it's also it's also on point in terms of its theme. It's I mean this is a like a nuclear anti nuclear anthem, you know. Uh, but like the plain reading of the text is it just takes a second to say goodbye. He didn't say goodbye to, and then they pay yeah. it off with Carol too when she leaves yeah. a biker in the trunk. I I thought it was again cherries on top of a dog shit sandwich <laughs> Sunday but but I, I, the cherries were nice yeah I did say that's the end of the season it's the end of
0: the season proper but we get a stinger here uh, we're back in America somebody in a car chases down somebody on a motorcycle uh, the biker shoots the car to a stop and then Carol gets out and she asks if, he, if he's seen Daryl he hasn't he takes a look around her supplies and she knocks him out and when he comes to, she demands to know where he got the bike. He says it's from a camp down the road. She locks him in the trunk, takes the bike, and heads to Freeport, Maine, because this is Daryl's bike.
1: I get that Carol's a badass. Um, I just didn't think they did a very good job of like this. And this, this guy's a dumb biker. Reads more incompetent. Yeah. Like, how the hell is you are a post-apocalyptic biker? How have you lasted this long if you're mm-hmm. this fucking? Now nah, I get it. Carol's a nice lady and she comes off a of kind of like a grandma. And you know, that red motorcycle jacket doesn't read as grandma. The thing. Me. She does not read as a grandma. She steps no. out of Mad Max's own Mustang <laughs> with a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. No, she is not to be under miss, especially since the way it's not like she found him dead on the side of the road, like, you know, broken down the side of the road. Yeah. She, she came up trying to ram him off the road. Like he gave her way too much. Like, why does he just yeah. shoot her? He
0: he seems like an okay biker. I'll say that. You know, he doesn't seem like the guy to shoot first, ask questions later. But that's probably a
1: liability in the apocalypse, especially when someone tried to they, they introduced themselves <laughs> yeah, by yeah. running, trying to run you off the road. Like, yeah,
0: that's crazy. Yeah, uh, like if
1: he hadn't looked behind him and sped up, I think there, she just rams it. Well, though maybe not. Maybe she because she needed information from him, right? And she probably doesn't want to destroy Daryl's bike that's true too thoughtful thoughtful in a friend yeah. but but yeah yeah you get it. i mean it's it's it just was a contra- it's a extra contrived situation
0: yeah i agree uh and now we we find out we're up in freeport maine which i don't know about you but i think is pretty close to new finland
1: mhm it's also yeah it's also close to where darrow it's fo- oh my god they need a walking dead carol Peltier Mm -hmm. because it would be really funny if she left for France at the exact same she arrives in France at the exact same time he steps out in Newfoundland
0: yeah (laughs) I love it has a TV Um, show ever done a crossover episode that airs one episode as an episode for each show do you know what I mean like they air a single episode but they call it Carol season one episode six and Daryl season two episode six
1: I don't think, I mean, they essentially did that at the Book of Boba Fett, but they didn't do <laughs> the not f- they, they didn't, didn't call actually call it. Out. Season yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. But I, I, I actually attempted. think uh, we've talked about this before. I'm not entirely sure why Marvel hasn't especially like on the Disney plus network done, like a super size crossover event where you get like all the shitty side plots from the car, the car, the, and, and they're all in, they would probably call it a miniseries or something. But I thought that'd be cool. If you have like a one-off episode that just comes off is like, you know, infinity, war. it'd be called like uh Marvel infinity mm-hmm. war. Uh, and then, you know, you'd have an episode that's branded as the, when falcon in the winter soldier and you'd have one it's branded as wandavision and one that's like because that's how they used to i used to as a comic book reader i loved that as a kid when like you know oh my god the it's the evolution evolutionary war and all the x-men and x-factor and probably spider-man 2 is involved in it or you know you'd have these giant crossover events and we got comic book shows now and they don't do it
0: yeah they're trying to do that stuff in I, I don't know. I, I'm not exactly sure like what the distinction there is because I'm not like I bet a big the, comic I bet book there's reader, a but... lot
1: I, I so I, I know more about Hollywood now than I did before thanks to the writer strike. Mm-hmm. And it seems like there's a lot of things that don't make sense on Hollywood that come down to like credit and residuals yeah. and like and one of the extra. reasons one of the reasons that it's very been very vogue in the streaming age to have like these mini series that are obviously continuations of the same show, but they're a new show, so you don't have to pay people as if they've been in a long-running TV show. This isn't mm-hmm. this isn't The Walking Dead. This is Daryl Dixon. Yeah. This isn't The Walking Dead. This is Dead City. This isn't you know The Avengers. This is the so like they kind of play that shell game. And I bet if they did something like what we're talking about, it would fuck up. Like who who gets the residuals for all those shows? You mm-hmm.
0: know, yeah, it feels like they're shooting themselves in the foot a bit because I don't know about you, but it hasn't gone well on the Star Wars side. Um, yeah, or the especially when they try actually. and force it, where it's like you need yeah. to watch this other show to get this other show's plot, um
1: yeah, so it's because yeah. they're not doing it that, that the cry that's the, that was the beauty of the crossovers as they happened and then it's like you got back to your regular your regular scheduled event, uh-huh. and you know it's just like the self-contained thing, but you know if you did, and if you miss the evolutionary war, who gives a shit? you know -hmm, you mm -hmm. you may maybe you'll get an editor's note just a a year from now it'll remind you of something that you might have missed but it's like not that big a deal and yeah yeah but it does seem
0: clear that they're going to meet up in the northeast or at the very least uh daryl's gonna fuck around in england in england for a while and maybe carol will head up to newfoundland and she'll end up meeting him over there maybe
1: I will say I buy people, I would buy people meeting on transatlantic crossings in a zombie apocalypse a hell of a lot more than I would in like present day because there's not that many ships. There's not that many people. So it would make a lot of sense to like for them to cross. I'm not saying they will cross pass in Dover, but if they did, it would make a lot of sense because how many ports are there? How many people are coming through? How many ships?
0: They'll literally be ships passing in the night. They will be, she's on the ship over to England and he's on the ship back to Newfoundland and they'll miss each other in the Atlantic.
1: (laughs) I don't know. I got to say, I I've enjoyed, I I actually think it's a little bit of the show's special sauce at Daryl solo because anytime they throw Daryl with someone else, like the temptation to be let Daryl be monosyllabic while everyone else like talks around them is just too great for the writers to overcome because like I think Mm -hmm. Daryl has been 10 times more interesting like honestly, Daryl hasn't had a good plot line since like Easy Street. Honestly, yeah, like yeah, he's been stagnant.
0: The, the Connie big... stuff I was enjoying, but yeah, not.
1: I like that, and and he's like been, but he's mostly been like the daddy figure for RJ ever since ever since Rick and Michonne left. That's kind of like he's been sidelined to just their, you know, protector, mm-hmm. and uh, having him just on his own has let him do a lot more cool things. It's really let Norman Reedus off the off the the leash a little bit. And I feel like when Melissa McBride shows up as much as I like her and Carol, the dynamic of the show is when it instantly feels stale again, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll
0: see. Uh, I mean, maybe they're, maybe they're planning on finally bringing their relationship to a head. Cause it, I know they've like, you know, said their besties and stuff, but it's something I can't shake about that connection um, that maybe they're hinting at with you know Daryl refusing to answer the question if he's ever been in love mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're leaning into something here but I'm not holding out hope because I still also really like that he's never answered that question
1: yeah yeah well, like What? Uh, we'll like that's the thing it's like when they finally hook him up with somebody if that's what they're going to do a lot of pressure to like this is the one that cracks Uh the great wall of Dixon not Carol not Connie man woman whatever lies between like I'm genuinely curious of what is the human being that he's going to be like yeah Yeah. I want to I want to make make sexy times with you yeah
0: what's his type I don't know but that's it for the season we'll have to see more I guess in some other project or a season two which we know is a thing
1: yeah, I know this has been a longer episode. We've taken a while to recap it, but I feel like we also got all of our thoughts on the whole season, the wrap-up, and kind of what we're hoping for next year. So it kind of serves as a as a as a combined wrap-up. And also, we got a little bit of feedback, too. The Walking Dead, TWD at baldmove.com.
0: We're on easy street.
1: You're listening to The Watching Dead. We'll be right back.
0: Because the world is but a treat. We're breaking
1: out the good champagne. Merrill Daryl still kicking. Here's more of The Watching Dead. Oh, before we go to feedback, are we ready to talk about our ongoing plans for The Walking Dead? Um, I mentioned that the Rick and series is certainly. coming out mm-hmm. middle of February, and I think based on the state of Hollywood and everything that we will probably be covering that. Yeah. Almost certainly. Um, and if we do, I think it's a, another strong bet that we get around to Dead City either before or after that, depending on how the TV schedule is looking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so, yeah, that's our, our like yeah, I'm I'm very interested in seeing where they end up with the, the Rick and Michonne stuff. I also say that, like, I think the six episode season has benefited them and that I can say a lot about the season, but I didn't think it felt flabby. Like there was maybe no. one episode where I remember thinking like, okay, this was, uh, I felt like that maybe they had a, a half a episodes se- with a episode worth of plot that they had the stuff in here, but like nothing like we were used to with the 16 episode seasons. So <laughs> not even close. I'm kind of excited about us there. Cause there's so much shit to cover and a Rick and Michonne crossover that like six episodes doesn't even seem like it's enough. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm certain that when they they renew some of these series like Daryl Dixon, that'll probably start bloating them up again. But enjoy enjoy the Savelt seasons while they last. And if this is your last stop for us until The Walking Dead, I might be able to tempt you with some of our upcoming coverage. Uh, we are covering Loki right now. We have plans to cover Fargo. Um, we are Looking at maybe we're going to be announcing this on on social media um, probably this week of whether we're also going to cover for all mankind as well. Uh, we're looking forward to True Detective uh, season four in the new year. If you want to if you want to see what we're covering, keep up to date. Uh, I recommend you follow us on your social media of choice at Bald Move. Uh, unless your social media of choice is TikTok, we're at Baldus Move there. Um, but yeah. And uh, as always, if you'd like to support what we're doing here at Bald Move, support.baldmove.com is how you join the club, get extra audio, video content, and ad-free feeds. All right, let's, let's put this thing to bed. We got a couple emails. TWD at baldmove.com. If you do want to get any uh, of your I-told-you-sos in about The Last of Us so I can respond three or four months from now, do it. TWD at baldmove.com. Eric's up first. He says, hey, guys, please clear something up for me. The scooter girl from the previous episodes is like 10 years old when she got infected and it's been like 12 years since the apocalypse and she's still 10. Do the infected not age anymore? Are they now immortal and won't die of old age? They could find a cure, say, like 20 years from now and bring her back and she's still 10 years old. Some kind of crazy fountain of youth remedy. Is this an oversight on the show or do not understand how infection works? I assume they stop aging. Yeah. But like i'd also assume their circulatory system stops working mm-hmm. and apparently the hypodermic super zombie uh, yeah uh, well, they did, did, i mean the you have to have blood coursing through your veins fresh, to spread it so and they did have that line yeah. where they're particularly looking for fresh zombies so maybe like zombies that corrode too long but it's, zombies it's also, didn't look
0: fresh to me but i don't yeah. know
1: But honestly, I thought they—they've been doing this shit ever since Frank Darabont left. But like honestly, uh, Quinn looked like he had been in the ground for a year and a half when he came back, and he had just died five minutes ago. So Mm -hmm. what the fuck? Um, There's some kind of like rapid decay, onset decay, and then it really slows down after like the first six months or so, and then it takes you forever to just because I—I mean, I, I don't have a good answer for like. When the zombies stop, just 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 wear out. Yeah. Like, we've seen zombies I don't know if buried ever in happens. mud mm-hmm. for apparently years still be viable. We've seen zombies on fire, burnt to almost a skeleton, uh, be able to reanimate. Um, we've seen zombies cut away in tunnels and things for, like, dec- a decade. And they're still... I mm-hmm. I don't know I mean clearly they are rotting and like the older the zombie the more rotted and kind of pathetic it is but like at what point are they just done I don't know I don't think the show's ever told us that it's, seems like never
0: I think you, you got it right you got to pierce their brain casing in order to actually do any damage otherwise as long as that's intact they'll stay good forever
1: yeah yeah, I don't know. I felt like uh, earlier seasons they were they paid a little bit more attention to that, but then as the show has gone on and on and on, it's just kind of like whatever.
0: Man, but, I just watched um, uh, Return of the Living Dead again. The movie's yeah. so good, and that's a scary case of of zombieism where like you can't really destroy it. It's almost like it's the
1: the Which one chemical is that? itself. Rem- uh, is, is that the is that the one where the the, the, the uh, is that the kind of funny one
0: uh-huh yeah it's the one okay, where, the, where they, they, they release the, the gas from a has... barrel abortion clinic no isn't there
1: one that has like I thought they had one where they oh maybe, maybe two, two. I don't, don't remember number two
0: very well at all but like uh, they release the gas from a barrel and it infects them and then it infects some corpses and they burn the corpses and all the smoke from the corpses goes up And falls, rains down onto a graveyard, which infects all the core. There seems to be no way to actually destroy one of those zombies other than completely destroying the gas or the chemical itself. Right.
1: Which is kind of terrifying. (laughs) So maybe it's that situation. Um, but yeah i i don't think that like yeah like what most biological processes stop it doesn't seem like zombies hair grows for mm-hmm. example mm-hmm. their fingernails don't like you've never seen a zombie with like six inch long fingernails maybe they're always just wearing them down i don't know could be um but but yeah I, I think most biological processes stop yeah except for the one that lets them walk around and eat things uh Jamie says Laurent is unbelievable and uh, unbelievably annoying, and while perhaps that's by design, I find it insufferable. I was very interested to see Daryl's story from before he got to Paris and curious to see what Isabel does. Uh and I found Quinn to be an interesting character, but the nonstop ham fisting of hypercuts from Daryl's backstory to Daryl looking at Laurent. Please tell me why so many kids are painfully irritating on shows. Are there folks that enjoy this? Some of it is that he's an unsocialized only child who's never left a nunnery, but cutting the boat tie, acting like an actual dunce, bordering into whiny brat. Yeah, I I would disagree with you up until late episode five, but he has been a lot for the last 90 minutes of the show. All right. Um, Hot
0: take. Aren't most kids annoying as fuck?
1: I don't, I don't agree with that. Um, I, most kids are annoying.
0: annoying. It's, it's one of the main reasons I've never had
1: are, are either annoying or tragic. You know, that's like, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, crisis situations are tough on, on children. um, but like I, I never, I've never found children annoying. I, I, think the children, um, I think the parents of children that like ha, expose them to the public when they're overtired and they're poorly disciplined and they haven't had the appropriate, that's fucking annoying. But kids, like you know, healthy, uh, well-adjusted, uh, well-cared-for children, I find very pleasant. And um, he's none of those things. Yes, he. I mean, he is intended to be a weird character but you you're saying like why are so many kids on television shows terrible i think the the unfortunate truth is because they're played by children and they have zero acting experience and it takes a very talented director to really be patient in teaching the child how to do a good natural performance because a child acting naturally at like that age like any any time like under you know and in, in the before they get to late teens it's like well, how the fuck would they know you know Mm-hmm. so that's just the important like um unfortunately if you've gone through the walking dead director stable it's not i mean they've got some they got some pretty good people working for them um but like not, not not necessarily everyone and i wouldn't say any of them are like a-listers anymore like the days of getting michelle mclaren and uh people like that are are long long gone in this this show so I think it's a, but it's, it's basically, yeah. You got essentially, by definition, inexperienced actors, and they don't have the strongest material, and they don't have the strongest people on set guiding them. Also, um, kids are she annoying. Can- <laughs> I'm glad we'll see this is there's a reason I'm a father and you're not mm-hmm. you know like, like life sorted, oh, yeah. life's pachinko system sorted us into the proper pile mm-hmm. uh, this is the first walking dead intellectual property I forayed into since back uh, going back to season who knows the show lost me a long time ago and I've stayed in the know through recaps but this is the first actual episode I've watched in years I was excited a whole new landscape I do love zombies, the zombie genre and appreciate seeing new places perspectives with the French and France, an entirely different culture, limited access to firearms, etc. The sections from the World War Z novel from outside the U.S. are some of the most fascinating. Oh, fellow World War Z enjoyer. Uh, the Canadian chapter finally scratched my itch of how negative forty degrees would impact zombies, and while we do see zombies portrayed in some other locales, this is all new. So I'm a little bummed that's hitting the same beats and issues that turned me back off The Walking Dead. If they cranked out a banger in X episodes; I would have been back in, uh, I'm sure. And that's what I think is what I really find irritating is I think a lot of people were probably in the same boat as you, Jamie, where it's like, I checked out on The Walking Dead. But Daryl's my favorite character. Remember the Daryl dies? We riot days. Mm -hmm. Six episodes. France. Fuck it. Why not? I'm in. And they had a golden opportunity to like, you're never going to get back 20 million people watching it, but I think they could have built this into the two, three, four million, and like I would have been a podcaster who would have been only too happy to tell the story of The Walking Dead's back, baby, it's risen from the dead, go fucking figure and they fumbled the bag and yeah, I just I, I, don't, I don't know, I don't know, it's uh, I, I, yeah, I it's, I've, it's I've felt like the show's a huge keeps... fumble,
0: though, it's not
1: it's not like it's not going to get the faithful back, though. And that, to that's me, the thing. I, thing.
0: I guess. Yeah. If if you want to say like the stakes were all or nothing, then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think it quite got there. Um, and in a way that like the Maggie and Negan is like, you know, nobody's coming back for Maggie and Negan. I don't think. Mm-hmm. But like Daryl and Rick. Mm hmm. That's that's an that's that's a big draw, and they could have had the perfect two stage ignition to get a lot of people back in. Like I, you know, remember like late stage uh, ER when I like stopped watching it, and they kept on running to commercials. It was like ER is back, and it's bad, as good as it ever was. And it's like I never went and checked it out to see if that was true. <laughs> but it's something you can say if you can build a track record of having a few critics that you can hoodwink into thinking that this is. And I would have been that critic that you could have hoodwinked, and you didn't do it. So. Mm. It's too bad it's too bad i, I feel it jamie
0: oh well, they better uh bolster themselves for the rick and michonne stuff because that if that doesn't hit then there are no other opportunities right like above even daryl i think the rick and michonne stuff is the stuff that people care about the most but is rick
1: more pop i know
0: i think so like in yeah. the
1: grand scheme of the walk he was more important but it was he ever more popular than daryl dixon
0: uh the combination of rick and michonne absolutely because uh, yeah. so many people remember how cool people thought Michonne was I mean there was never a Michonne dies we riot but but people were fucking hyped when she showed up and I yeah, think they stayed then, like, that them. way I don't think I don't think Michonne ever made a fool of herself in that show occasionally no, she you know make some weird decisions but like overall she stayed pretty strong throughout Um, and I, I think yeah well, we the combination of Rick and Michonne is enough to put it over the top of Daryl but we'll see how that show goes they need to nail that.
1: And I was super excited when they got together romantically. I thought that was cool. I thought that great chemistry. Uh, uh-huh. I am personally invested in their family unit. So, yeah, sure. But I just said it just seemed like they had a really unique opportunity to like, hey, smaller limited shows. Let's really polish, make this a Fabergé egg. And they just didn't quite get all the, the, the egg bejeweled the way they wanted it to, I guess. Uh-huh. Jeppi says you joked a few weeks ago about the age uh, of smoking weed. I'm not sure exactly. Um, there's there's a, there's a, something lost in translation here. Um, oh, about the about Genet. He just misspelled Genet. Genet oh. smoking weed. Because I don't think this is marijuana. These aren't j- These aren't jazz cigarettes. These are just rolled up cigarettes with tobacco. I don't know how things work stateside, but here in Europe and the UK, they're very common as they're much cheaper than cigarettes. And twelve years in the apocalypse, presumably they're all they have. Mm-hmm. Um, I man, I gotta say, I I felt pretty sure that they were marijuana cigarettes. <laughs> marijuana <cigarette. laughs> they were joints especially the way that he had to double hit it like does she lit it for him and then pass it to him and it went out and yeah, he had to light it before that, it. That
0: that's kind of a telltale mm-hmm. yeah not that I know anything
1: about it because no, I live in a I've state heard. where I and I don't have a card but yeah I've heard say that it's the joints that you have to relight and mm-hmm. the cigarettes mostly stay, stay, stay lit and smoking
0: and that might not be true of hand rolled ones I don't know maybe they put yeah. maybe this paper they use for but I mean maybe it's the paper maybe it all comes down to the paper I don't know
1: yeah maybe they're smoking Never a real damp cigarette. tobacco some real sticky icky tobacco hasn't yeah. been properly cured the
0: wettest tobacco
1: like they're yeah. just growing this it and pulling
0: it right off they don't even dry it glistening
1: yeah. glistening with nicotine <laughs> trichromes <laughs> that's how that works right
0: uh-huh. uh huh I think that's what they're using to turn the zombies into super zombies
1: by the walking dead standards this was a good show agreed uh, and much better than Dead City, which this has me worried because I've heard... Yikes. One thing I've heard is that Dead City was not good. Dead yeah. City was...
0: Maybe we dodged a bullet on that. I don't know. Should, well, I, should I we cover like,
1: it? I, I think it's going to curve back on us. Uh, yeah. Like that one, James McAvoy. What was I Wanted? Uh, so that bullet's going to curve back and hit us. You,
0: you think of that as a James McAvoy movie, huh? I think of it as an Angelina Jolie movie.
1: His, uh, ah, he's the star. I, I just... I, that, and when I saw it, I didn't think of it that way because she was Jane so Roy, much bigger but, than him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could argue it's a Morgan Freeman movie. <laughs> okay,
0: sure. He's bigger than all of them.
1: Uh, anyway, but it was burdened by a lot of The Walking Dead garbage. But Daryl's a leading man and subtleties of Rita's acting were genuinely excellent. That's the, the big headline for me is like, if you're a Norman Reedus fan, if you're a Daryl Dixon fan, I think you ate well. Like if you, you ate- all the other crazy shit swirling around him you were eating pretty good
0: better than you have in 11 seasons of the walking dead proper
1: arguably yeah I mean yeah. there's more
0: dialogue in this show than the entirety of that true. show
1: true um I mean like I said like I think at the height like the the doodlebug arc and the <sighs> you know easy street arc um mm-hmm. I, I think that he had his moments but but yeah this yeah, is yeah. His, this is his stage to shine on Uh, JP says, I do get the turn of sad max at the end in hindsight, but it's way too out of the blue. I got excited when they mentioned Dover. I'd love to see what ridiculous stereotypes Gimple at all would run with in the walking dead UK. Uh Oh man. Mm -hmm. Uh, I bet you're going to get a lot of working class Coxney accents and then you're going to get at least one very posh accent. Who's probably a villain. Mm, Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. And you're probably going to get, uh, there's probably going to be some soccer, some football.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: you know Probably like they're gonna be like what don't we have stuff to do what's what's happening he's like it's game day mate and they're gonna like put on zombie head <laughs> yeah, soccer I mean, if the walking dead happened in the uk like during the uh the negan arc the saviors and the alexandrians would have paused every once in a while to play play a match right mm-hmm. oh yeah let's, let's 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 solve these things on the pitch. Is that what they call it? The pitch.
0: Yeah, they'd get a league going. Everybody'd have their team. There for, there was some inexplicable reason there'd be two teams with basically the same name. Yeah, uh, they, so you could never tell them apart if you weren't from
1: Manchester one of those places. Manchester United and Manchester Divided. <laughs> yep, that right. that'd be the two. <laughs> yeah, uh, the old flaming cocks would go against uh-huh, the uh-huh. Tottenham shitters, and
0: <laughs> each one uh, would have a song.
1: This is me at my ugliest American, by the way. Um, We're ready. uh, Call us
0: up, Gimple. We'll write this for you. We got it.
1: Obviously, every baseball bat will be a cricket bat with nails pounded through it and and wrapped with barbed wire.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: They would pronounce Negan Negan for sure. (laughs) Uh-huh. All right. That's got to do it for the season. That's about appropriate. TWD at baldmove.com If you want to get some early takes on uh, the Rick and Michonne, uh, the ones who survive, I believe is what they're going with that title. We're going to check back with that in February. Uh, again, stay tuned or social media at bald move or at baldest move on TikTok If you want to know when and where that's going to go down or Hey, you've been subscribed to here for 11 plus years. Let's keep it going. We're, we're, we're going to be back at some point. Uh, And then, yeah, if you'd like to support what we're doing, support.baldmove.com. As I previously mentioned, that's it. We're signing off from Mont Saint-Michel. Until next season, I'm Aaron. And I'm Jim. See ya.